Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. to the spotlight here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That's Steven Jensen. And shout out, as always, to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. It is Thursday, November 9th. Jensen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, Thursday morning here. We don't have a hard out because I don't have to work today. So we're going to maybe do a little bit longer of a show for you guys. Maybe something a little bit different today, a little bit. Um, programming note, next week the show moves to 8.30 in the morning. So... If you like waking up earlier, then please watch our show earlier. If not, we always appreciate y'all watching on demand, you know, afterwards on the uh, the Fightful YouTube channel. But um, we are moving the show up next week, so just heads up to everybody. Um, that has to do with my my shoot job, but it's good stuff. It's really good stuff for like my my personal life, my professional life, and we can keep doing the show here just a little bit earlier. So appreciate y'all on that. And also, right off the top, I want to say happy birthday to my dad. It's my dad's birthday today. Um, and also, happy birthday to... Chris Jericho, my dad and Chris Jericho share a birthday. So I wanted to say happy birthday to both those guys today when we got started. And uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Doing well. Happy birthday to to Mr. Jensen. 
wish him all the best. Uh, yes, next week we'll be beginning at 8.30. So uh, another, we're still, you know, we're a morning show, regardless of how you want to how you want to look at it. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up on the video. Those are very appreciated. Subscribe to the channel if you've not subscribed. Uh, leave a super chat, question, comment, statement. Gets read on the air. Uh, Help support everything we do at Fightful if you leave us a, a super chat. Or if you're watching on Twitch, uh, you can leave bits and things like that. But yeah, a lot to talk about. We're going to go a little bit longer since Jensen does not have to run at 11. We're going to go till about 11.30. And then at 11.30, we will air our interview with uh, the fantastic muscle man, Malcolm. Uh, he joined us this this past week in the creator spotlight. He was our first guest ever on this show. And now, about a year and a half later, he's returned and he was burying everybody. And it <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he, he did. He buries a lot of people in this interview. Y'all are going to hear at the end of the show. And yeah, happy to have uh, Malcolm back on the show because I I hadn't thought about it too much. But it, do you remember when we actually started doing this the show, the spotlight? Was it was within like the last like two years or so, year and a half, two years? It was March or April of last year, maybe Feb, maybe as early as February. Because I started my new shoot job in like I think in the end of April, beginning of May, and we had already been doing the show for a little not not, yeah. not long at that point, but a little bit. Because for people who don't know, we used to air like. We go live at just like random times. It'd be like two in the afternoon or like five at night or like just kind of whatever we could when we first started. Um, until I got my 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 shoe job locked down as far as like the hours that I, I had and everything. But um, but yeah, I uh, I'm I'm excited for people to hear the interview later. Um, I know people like Malcolm a lot, and it's one of those things. Like I said, like you said, he was the first person we ever interviewed together, which is kind of wild. Like how many people we've interviewed since. And now there's enough time has passed with some of our guests and we're having them on like a second time, some of them a third time and stuff like that. Moe's, you know, would be going on like a seventh time or whatever. Yeah, um, Moses, yeah. Moses is a six or I guess for a third man. Uh, he's part of the triangle <laughs> offense at this point. Yeah. Him and SP three are like the, like the go-tos when we need, when we need people uh, to help out with us, basically like, we need an interview and we want to talk some GCW or some indies like most usually available. If I'm not free, or you're not free. SB3 can come on here and talk. Um, and also like wrestling wise, you know, guys like Cole Radrick, like there's the, behind the scenes or there's wrestlers that have been like super available for us that have basically said like, yo, if y'all ever need someone, like I'm always cool to talk with y'all, you know? And like, so it's good. It's good to have people that want to be a part of this and help us out when we need help. And it's also great to have people in the chat and people who are, who are flexible and willing to, watch these shows at early hours and even earlier coming up soon. Like, um, I actually, I'm actually kind of excited to wake up even earlier and talk a little wrestling at eight 30, to be honest. Like I'm going to be tired. You're the like, one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because like, I'm definitely not a morning person. You wake up before me, but once I'm up and going, I'm good to go, you know? And I'll also have the, the added optimism of knowing like my shoot job ends earlier in the day too, than it used to. Like, I'm not, I, I just, Things are things are things are looking pretty good right now for uh for uh, not not my birthday, Jeff Valley Driver, my dad's birthday. Well, it could be it could he could be Steven Jensen Sr. We don't know your dad's shoot name. His name is my dad's name is Todd. So okay. Todd right. T O D D Todd <laughs> Jensen. You can also say happy birthday to, in my opinion, the goat of professional wrestling. Sure. It's not it's not Brian Danielson's birthday. It's not Brian Danielson shares a birthday with me i'm pretty sure his birthday is may 22nd i think really i don't even know so, Brian Danielson. double yeah. double check that i'm gonna double check brian i'm almost positive i share a birthday with brian danielson i'm may 22nd i'm gonna look him up right now i have no idea who i share a birthday with in the world of wrestling 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he's May 22nd, 81. So he's uh, seven years older than I am. But so, yeah, it's kind of it's just kind of a uh, crazy like Danielson, my birthday, Jericho and Ad's birthday. Those are easy ones to remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who shares a birthday with me. Absolutely no idea. Don't really care either. <laughs> being honest. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really either. It's just I just happen to know these things like, you know, I couldn't tell you when most people's birthdays are. Um, I think Cody Rhodes shares a birthday with my buddy Doug. I oh, think. do you know Cody's birthday? This is the real question. Here. Uh, no, but I. Uh, oh, fake fan Steven Jensen. Fake fan, dude, I don't know anyone's birthday. I'm like, fake I, I, fan, I, everyone call him out. Fake fan Steven Jensen. Fake fan. What month is it in? It's in June. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the date. Wow. Fake fans, Dude, even just you didn't know you didn't know Brian Danielson's birthday. Yeah, I don't I don't have a I just consider him the best wrestler of all time. That's all I care about. <laughs> Everyone's calling me a fake fan. I don't know what anybody's <laughs> birthday. I don't know when anyone's birthday is. I don't know when my birthday is, I don't know when my dad's birthday is, I don't know when Jericho's birthday is, because my dad's birthday, I don't know when Daniel's I know the people I know who have the same here, birthday as me. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. You know, I don't care about wrestling. I think everybody knows that by now. I do not care about professional wrestling. You you know what I, I care about? I care about Taylor Swift. I know when Taylor Swift's birthday is. You don't know really, when Cody yeah. Rhodes' birthday is. Yeah, December 13th. Cody Rhodes' birthday, June 30th. June 30th. Cool. Yep, fake fan. I am not a fake fan. I know when Taylor Swift's birthday is. That's two weeks in a row that you've got me. I, I, I didn't know Cody's birthday, and last week I couldn't remember that he was a uh, the main event after Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Oh, yeah. Double. Oh, Jensen, your fake fandom just this has all been a ruse. I'm, I'm, I'm totally I'm totally being exposed right now. <laughs> we're going to talk about Logan Paul a little later in the show, y'all. And Do you know uh, Logan Paul's birthday is? I, mean, I have no idea what Logan Paul's birthday is. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely talk about Cody and Logan on the show today. I remember we're talking about too. right now. That's good. That's our lead. We're going to lead with WWE. Let's do it. All right, here we go. WWE spotlight, everybody. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Cody is going to kind of finish one story, finish a chapter, maybe. You know, the, the story doesn't finish until he wins the title, but he's going to get a big chapter in his book complete at Survivor Series. Cody finally gets War Games. He has been wanting this for years upon years. You know he wanted to compete in Blood and Guts in AEW. He was scheduled to compete in Blood and Guts before the pandemic. He was scheduled to be part of the elite team against um, Team Inner Circle at the time. That was going to be the match. That was going to be Blood and Guts. Pandemic happened. They changed plans. Um, Had he been around last year, not been injured, maybe he was part of that Survivor Series team. Who knows? Obviously, he wasn't. And now this year, they didn't announce War Games when they announced Survivor Series in July, but you could all see it being set up. I'm convinced Cody was backstage every single week telling Triple H War Games, War Games, War Games. And finally on Monday, he gets War Games. He not only get, he's on the poster with his camouflage, he's got the cage in the background. He's he's ready. He's ready, Jensen. He's getting War Games finally. One of the creations of his father, Dusty. Is my, I do Cody bits and stuff. I'm genuinely happy he's getting this match, largely because I know he's going to do something crazy, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, he's probably been thinking his entire life, like if I ever got to do this type of match, the things that I would do, and now he gets to do them. 
So I'm obviously very happy for the guy. I mean, like you said, Dusty created the created the match. Cody has basically helped make it a reality in AEW and Blood and Guts. Uh, NXT was doing more games for like the last few years. I mean, it was kind of crazy that they were doing it and the WWE brand wasn't. But obviously with Triple H getting more and more in charge of things, it makes sense that we're seeing it you know, now. But it's such a great concept. Um, it is very poetic. And it's also like as Cody marches towards WrestleMania and becoming the champion and finishing the story, this is like a good, like this is a good chapter in the story. It's like, you know, there's little things like I'll always... <clears throat> excuse me, I'll always stand uh, firm on believing that Cody should have won the title at last year's WrestleMania. Like that was the, that was the move, but they, they, they fumbled that one for sure. But in hindsight, in the future, like looking back on it, if Cody wins the title at WrestleMania this year, and we look at the trajectory of like him losing at WrestleMania 39 and then seeing like beats Brock in a trilogy um you know does war games he gets the whole whoa thing uh, like over like way more now you know like that's got that thing's way like they weren't really doing that before wrestlemania now it's like become like a real big thing people singing his theme song in all these different countries people that don't even like primarily speak english in some of these countries are like you see them all singing this song together which is pretty damn cool so like if Cody winds up finishing the story of WrestleMania 40 and we have all of these things to look at, I feel like it can't be seen as like a total failure or bad idea, if that makes sense. Cause like, this is a pretty damn cool story. Like all these chapters leading into it. My biggest fear is that <laughs> we kind of talked about it last week. My biggest fear is that they actually are in the third right now. And like Roman is holding this thing. Cause I, I watched some of SmackDown. I believe it was Smack. No, no, it was, uh, it was crown jewel. I watched, I watched all of crown jewel. And during Roman's entrance, like they, they referenced the Bruno streak and like Hogan's reigns and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, I'm telling y'all, I know it sounds crazy. We talked about it last week. It, it sounds crazy that you would have to hold the title another five years or whatever till like 2028 to beat Bruno, but it's, it's in their minds. Like, I'm not saying they're going to do it, but like, it's in their minds. Like the possibility is there. If he gets past WrestleMania this year with this title, I think he's going to hold it past Bruno. I honestly do. He just won't defend the title that much. And like, they'll just use the title that Seth holds right now. It's like the main championship that people pass around. But Roman will just be the novelty, just the main champion that comes in. Now, once again, preferably Cody just beats him for this title, WrestleMania 40. But there's no guarantee that's going to happen, especially if The Rock somehow gets involved again and like he gets his shot and Cody gets boxed out. There's a- Strikes over. Strikes I know. When that's, opt- I mean, that's optimism for like The Rock going back to Hollywood and getting out of Cody's way. Absolutely. But. That's just kind of where I'm at with like the, the Cody trajectory right now. But as far as like war games, I I'm I'm incredibly happy for him, like and his family. Like I'm I'm happy for people like Teal and stuff, even like just people that are in his family that get to see Cody be a part of this thing that he's wanted to do his whole life. And it's also a giant win for the wrestling fans who have been thirsting for a war games return for forever. You know, not everyone watches NXT. You know, it's like there's a lot of fans that are gonna see war games for the first time in a long time. You know, when, well, when I mean, last year they did war games. Wait, did they, they did war games in WWE last year? Yeah. Who did it? Who was in the match? Bloodline. It was Bloodline and Sammy. Oh, that's right. But Cody was injured. 
during that time. Yes, Cody was Cody wasn't part of it, so that's right, probably that's why. that's right. No, but, but they've done it. I forgot that they did it in WWE last year, but they've done it in NXT like maybe like three times or so. Before yeah, they've done it in NXT for a while. Yeah, so that's my bad. I forgot that they did War Games last year, but this is the first one with Cody returning to it. Um, who did the Bloodline wrestle last year? I don't even remember what the full team was. Oh, okay. Let me try to remember this off the top of my head. Kevin was definitely there. Yeah. Um, that's the one. That's the one I can Dude. definitely remember. Was Kevin Owens? The the rest of them, I'm I'm struggling. Trying to remember on. like what tag team? Oh, Sheamus, Sheamus, like... uh, Ridge, Butch, and Drew, I believe, and then Kevin. I'm pretty sure that Is was that it. what it was. Did not look that up, everybody. Acknowledge me. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. <laughs> um, but uh, but this is this kind of feels like uh, this just means more because Cody's involved. You know, this and 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 the. I also got to give a lot of credit to Judgment Day. Like, they're over, you know, for better or worse. Like, the Dominic thing's working. Rhea, it's interesting because Rhea's, Rhea's a baby face. Like, she just is. She is. I mean, like, I know she isn't, like, necessarily presented as one. And, like, she wrestles baby faces. But, like, she's over as a baby face. You know what I mean? She gets, like, a baby face reaction. When she came out of Crown Jewel, she came, She was, like, the biggest star in that match by far. Like, based on the entrance. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. really make her look. So she's like super likable, and I, I get why. Like it's so it's it's an interesting dynamic. She's getting she's over as a baby face. Dominic's massively booed as a heel, massive heat as a heel. Priest holds this briefcase that he can cash in whenever he wants, and him and but him and Balor are the tag champs currently. It is a lot going on. And JD McDonough is like trying to get in the group. No, I mean but he's like, part of war games. He's more or less he's in he's at least in war games on that team. Right. Well, he's he's basically in the, but he's also the guy who's been like taking like most of like their bumps, like in like yeah. the like during the feud. So there's a there's a lot going on, but like however it's 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 worked, in my opinion. Like Judgment Day is is has gone from this like joke, kind of nothing of a stable, like whenever Edge founded it and like the music changed and they started wearing purple and nobody really understood what the hell was going on. He gets booted from the group right away. But like what that it's become right. now is what, what's that? That was the right call. Well, I know you. I know you don't like Edge, so yeah. It wasn't um, but, working with him. It <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't working. Period for like a while, and then like it started figuring itself out, and um, and they're like they're a great team to have in there as the heel team for War Games, and then you got Cody and in, in his in his squad. You know, um, do you know who's on Cody's team? I know we got Seth Rollins. We've got um, Jey Uso and Sami Zayn. Oh, okay, look at you. Is yeah. Cody gonna? What's Cody going to do in this match? What, what's what's your thoughts on what he's gonna do? Uh, we got a super chat from Shy Town Spires who says, "So is this how Cody gets away with bleeding?" I think well, so. I was about to, that was my first thing I was gonna say. He'll do is he'll bleed. That that's one that's one move. He's um, he's definitely gonna try to bleed in this match. Yeah, he'll say it, it was you know hard way and yeah, but yeah. I hope he tries to take salt. chair shots back for the boys. That was fantastic when oh. he did that. Just man, I'll need talk. Him to take, need him to I'll, take chair shots back for the boys. I'll talk about it a little later, but I saw some gnarly chair shots at GCW. Like Kugarini and Basisos hit each other in the head like so damn hard with these chairs in front of me. I was like. Those are some you forget after you haven't seen it in a while, like someone taking just like unprotected, you know, just stiff chair shots to the head. 
Um, I'm not advocating it, Jeremy. I'm just saying, like, we used to see that all the time. Back in the yeah. day, we used to watch, we turn on, turn on wrestling and the attitude era, and people get whacked in the head with these things over and over. Um, and now it's like cringe when when I when I go back and watch it. But um, but yeah, I think Cody will bleed. I think Cody will use some weapons. I think Cody will do, you know, he'll do a moonsault. I know there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a roof on the WWE War Games cage, you know. I don't think so, no, because they like to do the dive spots. That's the right. They ha- they haven't been because they. I remember like Champa did like uh like a what the is air raid crash. Air, yeah, 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 the air raid crash like off the top of that and stuff. Yeah, so Cody will do Cody, dives. That's yeah. right. Cody, Cody will do a moonsault off of that. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Flaming tables. You think he's gonna do anything <clears> with flaming tables? I think he's a coward if he doesn't. <laughs> I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll try to get played. I think he'll try to get anything involved that he possibly can. Like, I think he's going to do, that's another reason to get excited for this match is it's like I said, a a lifetime's worth of ideas. And he also has to look at this as like, this might be the only time he ever gets to do this match. You know, he's going in first on this, by the way, like he's, he's going to be the first person in for this. Then outsiders, I just like, that's your, that's your guess. No, that's my guess. Like I, you know, they always yeah. have the two people who start the match. I think Cody's going to start for his team. I think he wants to be in there the entire time. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. And it also makes him look more badass when he wins the thing. Like when he gets the pin and wins it for his team. I don't know if he's going to win it. Who do you think going to win? So Joel and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, right now it's four against four. I think it's going to stay at four on four. Joel has the idea that uh, Randy gets involved we don't know when randy's gonna come back but there's a lot of speculation that he'll be back for war games or or survivor series i shouldn't say war games um just survivor series so that randy become is part of the babyface team and drew mcintyre is part of the heel team not necessarily drew is a heel it's just drew is part he's been recruited by judgment day right right. Uh, and drew sees judgment day as and being part of this match of like, okay, I can now get in here and take out Seth Rollins type of thing. Uh, and then Randy ends up turning on the babyface team. That, that was a suggestion Joel threw out. And I'm not super mad at it. I, he, he tried to convolute it because Joel's not that bright. Um, but <laughs> uh, but his overall point of Randy turning on the babyface team, because Randy's much better as a heel, but he's going to get cheered coming back so he's got to do something that actually you know makes him a heel and like turning on cody and stuff that sets up a randy cody program potentially um for like royal rumble yeah so i could i could see uh that being one of the scenarios i personally think it's just going to stay four on four and i think if it stays four on four i'm of two minds in that case i one baby faces win um that you know the happy ending type of thing whatever yeah Two, they lose. Priest cashes in on Seth afterwards, and this could happen with the Randy turn. If Randy lays out, let's say Randy hits the RKO on Seth, middle of the match, Priest is just like, "Hey, let me cash in this thing," and then he pins Seth. Not only do they, do they win War Games, Priest gets the title. Awful. That's a great idea, actually. Like, you know, he cashes in in the middle of the match after Seth is already down and out. I could see something like this happening. Uh, you know, just just throwing it out there. So yeah, I, I like that if, idea. Even a lot. if even if Randy does not come in and like turn on everybody, I could still see a scenario where Priest cashes in, whether it be the middle of the match or after the match is over. 
Because that's going to be in a, I don't even want to say underlying plot. Like they're going to point that out that Priest is the money in the bank holder and Seth is in this match. That's going to take a wear and tear on Seth. The baby faces almost have to win in that scenario. Otherwise, Priest looks a little dumb for not just cashing in because unless Priest is also taken out, but you gotta, you gotta play that one way or another because Priest is the money in the bank holder. Seth is the champion. He's in this match. They're both. Yeah. In match. No, you're right. Especially if there was, I mean, this, this would be the worst booking idea ever. And I, I would imagine, I mean, you never know what that would be, but yeah, especially if like priest pinned Rollins, like in the match, like, 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 you know, non, non money in the bank involved. If it was just like, you know what I mean? Like if they did something that stupid where like priest just like, and they're like, Oh, the money in the bank holder, pin Rollins if he did that again he could become the champion you know it's like that would be a terrible idea I I, I actually love the idea of him cashing in mid-match because we haven't seen that before like there's never been an opportunity to do something like that before we've, we've seen oh, so many Rollins kind of when Rollins cashed in that was more well, of Roman but he and... wasn't already involved in that match. right right like yeah like this is a different scenario where it's a multi-person match a four-on-four match potentially a five-on-five match and he's already both of those people already involved in that match it'd be the same kind of thing if like this happened in like a tag team match or whatever a multi-person match but like it, war games makes the most sense because you could find a scenario where like you know who knows people from the bloodline get involved and like you know that distracts jimmy or, or distracts jay or whatever or like so you could you could figure out a way to where like they isolate rollins and it's like four on one in this cage and rollins just getting the hell beat out of him you know what I mean? There's nothing he can do. Completely defenseless in in this cage, getting beaten down by the entire Judgment Day. And as this is happening, Priest is like, "Here's the briefcase," and then just like he and he gets the win. I mean, it would actually. I, I don't. I don't dislike the idea of Damian Priest becoming the the champion. By the way, like I, I do like him, and I think he's doing good work. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for like the Bad Bunny match and stuff. Like you know, and like there there he's he's paid dues in certain ways. Where like I. I I definitely respect if they were to go all the way with him as as the champion on Raw. Um, the only problem is that I just and it, it, this is the problem with a lot of the Money in the Bank holders. I I just see him lose way too often. Where like that that level of credibility is a little bit lost, unfortunately. But like he can make up for that with a good title run. I don't know if he's the best guy to hold the title though. Like you know, I think he's I think he's a short term champion. I don't feel yeah. he's a long term play. Here's my. Uh, real, actually, two quick points. One, he should have sure. beaten Cody on Saturday at Crown Jewel because, yes, the money in the bank holder should not lose so often. So he definitely should have beaten no, Cody. No, he should have beaten somebody else, but yeah. <laughs> All right, here's here's a scenario that's never in the, this lifetime going to happen, but you know what? Who cares? Priest wins uh title at Survivor Series, cashes in, all that fun stuff, right? Next line on Raw, come out. Uh, Judgment Day, we run Raw, blah, 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 blah. The same problem you've heard a thousand times. Bad Bunny comes out. Okay, Bad Bunny, he confronts Judgment Day. He's like, I got a victory over you. Let's run this back. Royal Rumble. Bad Bunny beats Royal beats Damian Priest at the Royal Rumble. Wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Bad Bunny's the World Heavyweight Champion. Goes to WrestleMania. Who does he defend it against? The Rock. Bad Bunny and The Rock at WrestleMania. Tell me a bigger match than that. Well, I don't like that idea. <laughs> but... Listen, I like Bad Bunny though. He's absolutely earned my respect. Well, I'm taking the rock out of 
I'm not doing anything with the rock and I, bloodline. No, I was doing this for you. My Every, real suggestion was Bad Bunny and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Does that make I you was, feel better? Well, I was about to think that's what I that's where I thought you were headed with this. But I I'll say this. I I I love the idea of the two of them wrestling each other at WrestleMania, but just without a title being involved. Like I don't really need the world. I don't need Bad Bunny being the WWE heavyweight champion. Now that said, I need Bad Bunny holding all the titles. He should dethrone Roman Reigns. That dude rules. Give him all the belts. I don't give a shit dude. about Cody Rhodes. Put every title on Bad Bunny. But I mean, listen, I'm obviously a big advocate of Logan Paul being the U.S. champion. He's just he's just he's just a bit more involved. If, if Bad Bunny was there a little more often, we get to see him wrestle a little more often. I actually wouldn't be completely against the idea of that. It it make a lot more sense to David Arquette, you know, or something like that. I mean, for sure. David you know? Arquette showed up. Yeah, well, I'm talking about David Ar Bad Bunny. Like actually, like he can go in the ring like david arquette was like winning fluke matches when he was the champion well it's because they booked them incorrectly that's not you know his fault yeah. david arquette legit wrestler i guess it's i guess it's fair like i guess for all we know david arquette we, we may have been robbed from david arquette you know, they getting... screwed up the david arquette stuff by the way this was like peak david arquette friends like he's dating maybe even married to courtney cox at this point like they should have capitalized on that way more people people knock that decision and like i get it because it was during wcw's downfall and everything if they did this when it was like hot monday night wars they this would have been one of the greatest decisions of all time i david arquette was the right call it's not david arquette's fault mm. they mishandled that i well, I, I well i i Definitely agree they mishandled the whole thing. I just love WCW and I, I just I felt like it was a bad it was a bad move. It was better than when they put the head on Vince Russo though. I'll definitely say yeah, that. Yeah, that one, yeah, a little little uh a little um, but but listen, I I I I actually love the idea of massive celebrities like that wrestling in the WWE, like The Rock and Bad Bunny and like Logan Paul and Bad Bunny and stuff like that. I think that actually is a really good idea. Um but listen, they could revisit Bad Bunny and Damian Priest potentially. Like I don't, I don't think I honestly don't think anything's off the table when it comes to any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, girl, I, 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 but like you said, I like the idea of him cashing in during if he's if he's going to cash in Money in the Bank. Like War Games would be the best probably opportunity for him to do that for it to be something different. So, but I, I ultimately I think Cody's going to win War Games. I mean, I can't. There's no way I can like go against that. I mean, it's. This is I, like could see, for him. I could see Cody just losing just because he he takes that. But maybe not him losing, but like losing the match. Just you got to overcome adversity, right? Like he's, he needs to lose to overcome the adversity. Well, the the adversity, I feel like, was losing last year. It's like that's that was the L. And now it's like, OK, like you're building yourself back up for an entire year so that when you get your next shot against Roman, this you you get it done this time. Bad Bunny and Roman is the match, not Cody. Man, The Rock and Roman is the match. Well, that that will be the match if The Rock is available. Yeah, if The Rock sure. makes the call, that's the match. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I mean, no other way I'm not to put that. that. Yeah, I, I just I I just have to like I have to just I gotta have the the faith here that that it's gonna be Cody, but you know. I don't know. I thought, by the way, I thought Crown Jewel was a pretty good show. Like, I, I watched the whole thing. So, like, 
Yeah. I love this from Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Can never tell when Jeremy is trolling or genuine with his hot takes. It's I am genuinely about. trolling. Yeah, I gotta say, it's like the, the, the definite mixture of both. Yeah, I can um, because I, I, I think people know this at this point. I just like the chaos. I, I put out there on Twitter after Roman won. Like, Roman should just break the record, break Bruno's record, break Ho- Hogan's record. And then he loses the title to John Cena. And then you. You, oh. He breaks that record, so Roman's in the history books, and then Cena gets Cena's championship there. 17, so he's in the history books. And people were like, this is the worst idea of all times. Like, I don't care if the internet gets mad at this idea. To me, it's hilarious because it, you, you get two records broken at once. I just like the chaos. That's all I care about. Just give me whatever is going to yeah. be funny. Right. And I get the logic behind that too, for sure. Is that because you're getting the double, the double record breaks. And that, like I said, last week, WWE is in a, in a massive mode right now, rewriting history. So like that would, that actually makes sense from that standpoint and where it becomes infuriating for everybody hearing that is and myself included is like, if you waste the, the, the rub, like whoever pins Roman for this title, if you waste that on John Cena, the the, the one guy in the world who could not benefit from that less, <laughs> like to have John Cena be the one, like you know, the one oh. guy who doesn't need that at all. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I got a very important email uh, that has nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish coming to to uh play here with edwin mccain as well we have to go to this this is august of next year Hootie and the blowfish rules yeah they do want to be with you oh dude all right so we're that's a concert i'm going to august uh 15th of next year serious rocker uh i used to see him in nashville every now and then because he lived there at the same time as me i don't know if he still lives there or not or if he's in like texas now or something but um Darius Rucker, he's a big wrestling fan too. Darius Rucker owns like, I think he might own like Ric Flair robes and stuff too. Like he's like a- big, Oh yeah, he's a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out Darius, Darius Rucker. Like, yeah, that Hootie the Blowfish was an awesome- I didn't know they even played together still, but they were awesome in like the 90s. And then he did his own thing in like country and stuff. Killed it in the country. Yeah. Um, nah, yeah, if you, if you give the rub to somebody like Cena, like people are going to be so mad. Because it's just a huh? No, absolutely. Like the Rock, I know people will be mad if it's the Rock. Don't care. I think Cena is the most hilarious outcome they could possibly do. Just do it, just because the only reason to do it is to give him number seventeen. That's it. Right. I think it's the sure. most hilarious outcome. My, my my big fear, though, honestly, it starts to become like, and this isn't specifically because of Romans, like his specific history with like health, like there's, there's no, like, cause I know obviously he, he beat cancer, which is like, you know, I, 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 my, my kind of what I'm saying is like, you, there's so many unknowns, like to, to, to like pencil somebody in to have a title for the next five years after already holding it for like three and a half or whatever. You just never know what's going to happen to anybody over that amount of time. And like, one of my fears also is like, you know, Roman gets hurt or Roman gets sick or Roman retires or Roman wants to go to movies or Roman, you know what I mean? It's like, what happens if like he, if he doesn't drop it somehow, like kind of like what happened with Samoa Joe on AW, like, I, like, you know, like just like, you know, I'm not saying the same kind of scenario. I'm not saying Roman just walks in the ring and just puts the title on the mat and says, I don't want this anymore. I'm just saying like, what if, you know, he gets past this WrestleMania and the plan is to have him keep holding this thing. And like another year or two in, he's like, 
I can't wrestle anymore for this reason or that reason. Maybe he gets hurt and like someone with his neck or spine or who knows, like you just never know. And like all of a sudden it's over and it's like, nobody gets the rub. That would be awful. You know what I mean? Like putting this much into getting the rub on someone and then it never happening. Or yeah, like, like why Solbo says, I'll put that in the, I'll, I'll pull that up. Like, what if he loses his smile? What if he, what <laughs> if he just becomes like a CM Punk and he just starts getting pissed off about everything and just bails? Like, I mean, I, I don't see these things happening for Roman. I had nothing but I, I listen. If I wasn't such a Cody Rhodes fan, I would be the biggest Roman Reigns fan in the world right now. Cause I would be sitting here saying he should never lose the title. Screw everyone else in this company. No one else is a star like this guy is. Keep, keep, keep doing it with him. Keep pushing him, put, give him Bruno's run. But because I'm a Cody fan, I just can't do that. I got to see Cody finish his story. If Cody wasn't in the WWE right now, I would be, I'd be wearing Roman Reigns merch on this show like every week. So, um, just keep that in mind, everybody. I, I actually really, really like Roman Reigns. Um, I just, I like Cody more. So that's where, that's where I'm at with all this. You should like Roman more. And listen, even if Cody isn't the one to dethrone him, which obviously he should be somebody, somebody deserves to get that rub from. Yeah. I guess someone, not him. (laughs) Listen, listen. But but listen, him getting that rub is better than nobody getting the rub. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Like it, it's it's better than Roman losing his smile. I would rather see LA Knight become the champion than nobody get the rub from 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 Roman. Although it was kind of like a big uh, a big exhale when when that when that bell rang at a uh, at Crown Jewel and he lost, and I was like, okay, we can move past this now. Finally, move LA Knight to Logan Paul in the U.S. title or something like for for like the next big feud for him or for WrestleMania or whatever. And like that, that's a listen now, now let's, let's be honest about something now. Now, now I can be an LA Knight fan like everybody else. I'm okay with this now. I don't have to worry. <laughs> I don't have to worry about there's the threat is gone. You was there a threat? Was there was there? a threat. There was a threat. Not, not necessarily a crown jewel, but there, the idea that the fan base had gotten this, in their head about him winning and the pops he's getting by just doing other people he's i don't think there was ever a threat that he got over which is full credit to him i I said like look if they do this if they put the title on i don't have an issue with it he's clearly over he's gotten over but they didn't do it with drew who was over they didn't do it with sammy who was over and they didn't do it with cody who was over. I never thought they were going to do it with LA Knight in Saudi Arabia. I thought the move, I didn't think Drew was quite the move. I thought the move was Sammy. I thought that was the moment you should you should go for it right there. And then the move was Cody. I didn't think after you got past Cody, it seemed very clear that yeah, they're not doing they didn't even do it with Jay. Jay would have made sense as well. All you would have made the most sense in the story, honestly, of anybody yeah. would have been Jay. So yeah. they, they didn't do it in any of those instances. So I never bought that LA Knight, all credit to him for getting over. He was the least of, oh yeah, this is the point. They should do it. I thought they should do it just to, hey, actually make somebody put put the belt on somebody who has gotten over to this point, give the fans that moment and you know go from there. But LA Knight was the least threat of everybody I just mentioned, honestly. I, I'm, I, I'm with you there. I see what you're saying, but my... My fear was like, like, uh, multiplied a lot because of how 
dug in I've become on like the LA Knight hater train as That's far as like fault. Well, it and well, it's 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 my fault for yeah, but it's also kind of his fault for like getting like, over call, for like being Carlos Mencia out there a little bit and like just using other people's stuff and getting. I mean, like let's be real with what's happening here. But listen, it's worked and. It, we're, we're at where we're at. Listen, like I said, I think LA Knight versus Logan Paul for the U.S. title. I'm I'm all in on that. I like everything about that. I don't hate on LA Knight about that. Even if LA Knight beat Logan Paul, y'all know I like Logan Paul on, on the WWE show. I, I, I'm a big fan of his with what he's doing in pro wrestling. I'd be okay with LA Knight beating Roman Reigns. Or sorry, geez, no, no, no. I'd be okay with LA Knight beating Logan Wait, Paul. Said it, clip it. Jeez, no, 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 no. That does not represent me. That absolutely <laughs> does not represent me. Um, but uh. But you know, it just it it is what it is. Y'all know how I feel about all this at this point. I don't I don't hate Ellen. I, I have a different and I always try to make this clear too, because the two people that people always come after me at is LA Knight and CM Punk. There there's a there's a big difference between how I feel about those two guys. Like I I the, the, the feelings I have about Phil Brooks is like that's a lot of that is is much different. With LA Knight, I just don't like that he's I just don't understand how he's gotten so over after 20 years of doing the same stuff, using other people's stuff. But it, it, but right, right where we're at, and and it's one one thing I got to say about the guy too, it is I have like there there is something very admirable about that, like sticking with it for this long and it not working and it not working and like this company not it not working and that company it didn't work and this and that and and just trying over and over and over and then eventually it works and you also had to get past the male model group thing and all like he in the in the in the Mountain Dew match and all like he. The dude persevered through a lot to get where he's at. Regardless of how I feel about his on-screen wrestling character, I do respect the man behind the character for being this persistent and it, and it finally paying off. I got, I got to give him credit for that. You mentioned Logan Paul. He won the U.S. title at Crown Jewel, knocked out Rey Mysterio with the brass knucks, and now he's sleeping with the belt, showering with the belt, working so, out with yeah. the belts. There you go, Logan. <laughs> Um, I think we all saw it coming that Logan was going to win the title and he's going to have it on impulsive and he's going to take it on all these appearances and all of this stuff. It's good publicity for it. He'll, I think he will show up. I don't think he will be like an inactive champion, whether it's just like cutting video that he sits in, whatever it might be. I think he'll show up uh, as much as he needs to show up. He'll work rumble. I would assume uh we'll see if he works the australia show that's elimination chamber and then i assume he'll work mania logan paul and la Knight is the feud that everyone seems to be leaning towards i understand why i don't disagree with it but what of your what what's your expectations for logan paul Jensen? no it's, it's that yeah it's, i think that it's uh logan paul and la Knight is is that's that should be um okay what if it's night. not let's 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 try something what if it's not la night what are you what are you looking at where some other Cause, people because la night la night would seem to be a mania program right we got agree. a couple pay-per-views before mania like what's logan doing at the rumble he's going to be in the rumble match and he get eliminated by la night that sets everything up maybe that's kind of the easy way to do it um that's what they did with no Rollins. they do that a lot yeah sure, yeah. sure. i mean it's, it's, i'm not i'm not saying like you're like it's on you. Like that's like, it, it would be the WWE yeah. would do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can even interfere. I remember like they set up Brock versus um, Goldberg by like interference at the rumble. Yeah. Like that one year and stuff. Um, 
I, I, I want to give a shout out real quick. Though. Like, it is really, really cool that he beat Rey Mysterio for the title. Like, Rey Mysterio, absolute legend. Arguably, honestly, not only like one of the one of, if not the best, like luchador ever, like one of the best professional wrestlers ever. Like, I mean, for real, Rey Mysterio, even, even Bret Hart will say Rey Mysterio is one of the best of all time. Like, that's an endorsement coming from Bret Hart, you know? And, um, and also, he, Bret or uh, Logan deserves credit for saving Rey's okay. neck. Okay. I, I mentioned this. Okay, are you gonna are you gonna say that because he should have been closer to begin with? I mean, I just don't know. I don't yeah. know if he should have been closer. I, I give him all credit too for the catch and making sure Ray didn't land like that. But I also don't know if that was on him of he, he might was have been actually saved himself because right. he was out of position and right. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I don't know either. But what we saw was Ray was about to fall on his head and yeah. Logan caught him, and that was. That was nice. Good for Logan. He did. You earned a lot of brownie points with the wrestling community. I think with that one. Um, now, as far as who else he could wrestle, I think that now, it wouldn't really make sense for him to become like a full fledged member of the group. But I think him and Dominic as a tag team, like on pay per view against somebody, would be really good because those guys get massive they, heat together. I don't know how feasible it is. I know Logan's pitched it. I feel like Ray has, I don't know if Ray's pitched it. It it might've not, it might not have been Logan. Ray has definitely commented on it, but Ray and bad bunny against Logan and Dominic is something that. Yeah. That would be a move. And that Ray's commented on. I like that. And Logan was asked asked about working bad bunny uh, after he won the title as well. That'd be Um, massive. That'd be a massive match. And it all makes sense storyline wise too, for all four of those guys. Like you could, that, that would, that's kind of like the perfect scenario. Now, if you can't do that, I'm trying to think of who else is on like the SmackDown roster right now. Wait, is it SmackDown that he's technically? Yeah, SmackDown. Um, Hashtag brand split isn't real. So I guess it doesn't matter anyways. Um, But I think, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is on SmackDown right now that like really, because you also because it isn't just like about who would be like the most worthy. It's about who also is like a big match because it's like a slogan, you know. Because like even like Ricochet isn't like the biggest star in the WWE, but like they had that history with some like the spots they had done that had gone viral, and like you know the two of them did a good job selling the match, kind of like you know in social media and media and like in mainstream media and stuff through Logan. Um, it's also who's Logan gonna work with because. Look, I don't know if he wants to work with Sheamus because uh, Sheamus is going to hit you. And right. I, I, you know, it's a, it's a different style in there with Sheamus. Like, is that the kind of match Logan wants to work with? For the most part, he's worked with kind of safe or athletic guys. You know, Sheamus is a guy, Sheamus is obviously safe, but Sheamus is a guy that's going to uh, like a Gunther or a McIntyre that's going to like really lay it into you you know so far like logan hasn't really worked with those kind of guys yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking at the roster right now I'm, or i'm about to look at the roster because there's people outside that you know we, we actually talked about with malcolm a little bit like eventually if they can get like jake paul involved or like ksi there's a lot of like big stuff you could do with like those kind of talents I'm trying to find the smackdown roster i clicked the wrong button AJ uh, Styles. I don't know if that's a match they can do. Ooh, I do think that would be that great, would be. actually. Yeah, that would be great. He'd also be fascinated to have an impulsive for like a lot of reasons. It'd be interesting to have say have them sit down with AJ Styles. Um, that thing might all go up flames too. I think that uh, that would be a hell of a match, though. Like, 
I hadn't thought about that at all, dude. That's a great idea. That's a great idea, Jeremy. That's one of the best ideas you've ever had on this show. They would have a fantastic match. I mean, even like when they had a, when AJ wrestled, you know, an old Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, like they showed out, you know, in, in Orlando and stuff like that. Like, and, and Logan is proven that he can go in the ring. The two of that, man, that should be it. That should honestly be, they need to do that match at some point. The only thing is like, it'll be kind of tough for me to swallow AJ losing to him. That's going to be kind of tough. It felt the same kind of way about Ray a little bit, but like Ray, it made sense like with the story and everything. And he's using brass knuckles to beat people too, to be fair. It's like not, you know. It's not clean. It's not clean, but there is something in me. It's biased is what it is. That's what this is inside of me is the bias. There is something about me that's like, even though I love Logan and what he's doing, like there's something that rubs me wrong about the, the idea of him pinning AJ Styles. Well, AJ is going to go for the phenomenal forearm and <laughs> yeah. then he's going to get knocked out with the brass knucks. So there you yeah. go. I booked it. I, I've sold myself on this AJ Styles thing. He's supposed to be back um, reportedly tomorrow. So he's been Ooh. out for a while. Fake hunt game for Survivor Series. That's, Champ- yeah, so brand supremacy. If you did Logan Paul versus Gunther, listen, if they did that though, there would be no better way of just shutting up any Logan Paul hater that he's involved in this. Like that's that's the ultimate paying your dues. Like you out there and get chopped by Walter for 10 minutes straight. Like no one can say anything to you after that, I feel like. I don't know how you book that match because you probably don't want this is why i never understood the, the champion versus champion thing because then you're just having a champion lose you don't right. want logan to lose you definitely don't want gunther to lose so it ain't uh yeah that ain't happening and gunther's already facing miz at survivor series anyway which is a better opponent for him yeah jeff valley driver says no matter what he'll hate on logan i listen i get it i've said it before i understand there are a lot of unlikable things about him that he's done in his past outside of wrestling and stuff i com- i completely get it. there's even stuff he's currently involved with that's sketchy i i get it but are you all really telling me if like he went out there and got beat down by by gunther for like 10 minutes straight and took took all of his moves took a whole bunch of chops and stuff you wouldn't at the very least you wouldn't respect the fact that he went out there and did that for us i mean i I think he deserves a lot of credit, but I also, once again, I, 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 I get, I get why people don't like him. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. 
It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. But that's a great idea with AJ. You came up with two really good ideas just then, Jeremy. The AJ match and that tag team match with Bad Bunny and Ray versus him and Dawn. I think are both those are both money. And then you can get to WrestleMania with LA Knight. Um yeah, that's all. Or you can do LA Knight and him before that. You can maybe do AJ and uh AJ AJ and Logan at WrestleMania would make sense too, I think. Yeah, let's move on to uh AEW spotlight here. Uh over a million fans uh and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. AEW is back, according to those online. Um <laughs> Yeah, we got a few things to talk about with AEW. We're going to start with this elite match. You know, the Young Bucks confront Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho backstage, and it sets up a full gear match where if the um, if the Young Bucks win, we're back to doing trios matches, and if Jericho and Omega win, they get the tag team title match. Uh, Kenny called them children. They're, they're, I should have used the punk bumper for this one. <laughs> yeah, you can always go back. Oh, yeah, all right. Let's use the punk bumper for this because the stuff Kenny was saying and even Jericho was a little uh, yeah, where he was going. I'm with that. old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. <laughs> I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh, they know everything. Honestly, fantastic comments. That promo lives forever. Um, not in a promo, uh, but yeah, we're this is what we're doing now with, with the elite. They at least mentioned that the Young Bucks are owed a tag team title match after not really, uh, you know, commenting on that uh, after they won the match at Wrestle Dream. Ricky Starks remembered, but you know, nobody else did. I forgot. Most people did. Honestly, most people did, but. They're bringing it back around, and finally, what what do we make of this? This infighting from the elite, and you know Jericho claiming that he helped start the company. Cody Eraser from the from the elite last night. Yeah, I caught that. I absolutely caught that when they were like, "The four of us started this together." It's like, oh, there was there was Cody though. Cody, Cody's a big part of this. Maybe even the biggest part. Him. Now you look at Can't it. Mention Cody. Um, but, uh, okay. So a few things about this on the positive side, I think it's gonna be a really good match. I like Kenny and, uh, uh, Jericho teaming together. I like the, uh, uh, 
the jet what are they, what are they called the jets what do they call themselves oh the golden jets golden jets i was because that's that's man that's winnipeg right the is the is that is that like the a hockey reference yeah, i'm so bad with that stuff yeah, winnipeg jets yeah yeah that's, that's what i thought and that's that's one of the few sports where like i don't know a whole lot about what's going on um but uh i like them as a tag team a lot and I, I really liked when the Young Bucks wrestled like Omega and Hangman and stuff like that. And so I think we'll get, well, like the Young Bucks, I think we'll go out, go out there and have a really, really damn good match. I think the Young Bucks is like, they're honestly, for my money, maybe the best tag team of all time. Like as far as like in-ring matches, like the catalog that they have for their career is like insane. So I trust that this is going to be a really good match. Um, I would prefer if Jericho and Omega won for a few reasons which kind of gets into the negatives of this also, I guess. Cause like, I don't like the bickering and then like bitching at each other and being like, it's kind of childish and annoying, but I guess that's the point. I get that. Like they're, they're, it's meant to come off as kind of like heelish for the bucks. Um, but it's like, you just did all this work to like bring the elite back together. And now it's like, they're fighting each other. Will they or won't they stories playing out again? And I just don't see the point in like breaking up Omega and Jericho if they're working well as a tag team. And also I don't see the point in putting the trio back together of Omega and the young bucks, because that kind of didn't really, I don't want to say it didn't go anywhere last time, but like it, like, I feel like they've already gotten like the juice has already been squeezed out of that. If that makes sense. Like there's no point in them going back to trios and then trying to become the trios champions again. Like it's, it's kind of like been there, done that. And it also kind of, unfortunately for the young bucks, especially they're just kind of like lost in the mix, which is weird in a lot of ways too. It feels like they w- shouldn't have been lost in the mix after they earned their title match. And then you build a title program. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I'm just saying because, like, like, like you had mentioned, I completely forgot that they even became the number one contenders. I, I, I know they mentioned it in the promo last night when, when they were talking with Jericho and Omega, but like, because that's obviously on the line in the match. But like, it just kind of feels like I don't know. It's hard to explain. I feel like the elite in in, but it also like this is where we should be though in a lot of ways too. Like. Hangman and what he's doing with with Swerve, like it's interesting, it's good. Like the matches are going to be great, and we've already seen some of it, you know. But like the 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 future matches and everything, like like he's got his own thing going on. Like Kenny and Jericho, they should explore more of that with the two of them as a tag team, and, and two of them being like two of the best wrestlers of all time, and and also from the same you know same you know hometown and everything. And like like you don't necessarily need to have the elite so tied to one another constantly. Um, and it's also just been kind of played out in a lot of ways. Like what more can you really do with them as a group? And what more, I don't know. I just, it just, it just kind of feels like because of all of this, the young bucks are just kind of lost in that mix along with it. And they're still like the best in-ring tag team in the world. Like when they have matches, they're incredible, but it's also like how many times could they become the tag champions? How many times could they wrestle the same tag teams, this and that. And they did found the company so they were all they were looked at as like you know kind of like the kings of this whole thing when it started, but now they're like not nearly as featured and stuff. But it's part of that's also on them, to be fair. Like they're not nearly as involved in like social media as they used to be. They're not. It's a it's a different connection they have with the fans than they used to as well. I feel like. Um. So I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. 
I like the actual matchup though. That I, I think that's smart that it gets all four of these guys on the pay per view for full gear, and I think it's going to be a good tag team match. And I also don't blame the Young Bucks, by the way. Like I know there's been a lot of like they got a lot of hate and BS on social media, and they probably like they made it. Like they don't need to be on. They don't need to be terminally online. They don't need to be on social media and making merch and 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 all this stuff like they used to because they made it. They're making they're multi millionaires EVPs for for AEW like they don't need to grind like that anymore and I, I I recognize that too there's nothing wrong with that but it is kind of you know do, do you understand what I'm saying with all that Jeremy like it just kind of feels like the the Bucks are just kind of lost now in their own company a little bit um Chantel Spurson's super chat says elite friendship drama always hits do what you do best hey it works for that's, works for people like that's I, fair yeah I get it yeah. um with the with the young bucks and the elite stuff, uh, who said Jeff Fellow Driver? I think the the story is indeed that the Bucks have been screwed over, forgotten about from their pals. Well, they probably should have, you know, had Hangman's back a little bit more when his house got broken into. Uh, instead, they were just like, "Hey, come wrestle this six man match with us." <laughs> so, I think it can work uh, a few ways. I think they did lose the plot a little bit uh, over the past few months with the bucks specifically jericho seemed to get caught in or not jericho omega seemed to get caught in the jericho universe of like hey let's do tag team matches and now we have coda and now we get um now we get paul white in there hangman was doing the thing with swerve and it seemed like the bucks were just setting up for a tag team title match and then they just didn't capitalize on that and I kind of see why, because I do think the Bucks are better as heels. They would have been baby faces against Ricky and Bill. The match is in Los Angeles, so they definitely would have been baby faces on that. On top of that, but now they're even doing sort of a baby face, baby face match with Omega and Jericho. It's weird. It feels like it's just something that the Bucks want to do, which fine if this is what they want to do. It does feel a little bit separated from other stuff that is going on. So yeah, at least they brought back that, Hey, we are, we do have this tag team title shot. Let's, uh, let's, uh, capitalize on that and remember that. And now we'll see if Jericho and Omega can, can win that, but okay. They have the tag team title shot, either Jericho and Omega win, they get the title shot fine or the bucks win. And they just want to do trio stuff, but they keep their tag team title shot. So are they going to go after, the tag titles are they are they gonna do trio stuff are they gonna go back after the trio titles which is held by the acclaimed and everybody loves the acclaimed so uh, the bucks feel very separated from things right now and they got to figure out a way to get them back into this unit because what if the bucks lose then they lose their tag title shot they're not doing trio stuff are they just back in the tag team division but they've lost their title shot that they earned because they lost to a team that was thrown together a month ago they they gotta figure some stuff out yeah no i i completely agree it's confusing it's confusing and it's convoluted you know it's 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 as much as i love AEW and tony khan obviously and all that like i it's funny when like it's funny when like even like we start getting confused looking at it like that like with all the wrestling we watch and everything we're looking at we're just like how does it even make sense? <laughs> like, like, us, like, where, where do they really go from here? And like, where, like, because even, but like you said, best case scenario for the Young Bucks, they win the match, they keep their tag title shot, and then they focus on trios with Kenny. That makes no sense. Yeah, do they not want the tag titles? Right. Like, why are they putting this shot on the line? Because they suggested it 
Yeah, oh no, Jericho suggested it. So because Jericho remembered that they they had this thing, but yeah, why are they yeah. putting their tag title match on the line? And why do the Young Bucks even care enough about like breaking up Jericho and Omega? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why? Like, why are they like? Well, if we win this match, then you guys can't team together anymore. It's like, okay. And how many stories do I need about friendship? By the way, like, I mean, I mean, mean, be honest. Like, we already got plenty going on with friendship between Adam Cole, MJF, Roddy Strong, and all that going on. We got the best friends. I mean, that's a different thing completely. But it's it's just kind of like. Now the young bucks are butthurt because Kenny has new friends. It's just all about friends, friends, friends. It's like, unless, unless like the young bucks are involved in this like devil thing or something, like all this friendship like combines, which is possible, I guess. But it's like, you know what I mean? Does that not seem a little weird to everyone else too? It's like, I'm, and also let me put it this way. Hey, like look, the, the company was criticized for AEW All Elite Friends. I mean, that, right. that was the thing. That was the joke, right? Like, right. it was all it friends. Was just lean into it. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know about you, Jeremy. We're about the same age. How often do you spend time complaining to people you know about them not being good enough friends to you? I don't. That never happens to me, I feel like. And, that, and it's not because I have, like, the best friends in the world or anything like that. As a matter of fact, some of my friends aren't great friends at all. They bail on stuff all the time. It is what it is. But, like, I've never – like, is is it is that really that much of, like, a common theme in people around our age that, like, they're going around having serious conversations with people they know constantly about, like, hey, your friends – you're I don't like that you're friends with this person more than you're friends with me. Like – I just can't imagine having that conversation with somebody as a grown adult. And we have an entire show of it. Jeff, a lot of people are saying like it's high school. Wrestling is high school. So I actually understand that being the the point. (laughs) Like, Should it mature past that? Maybe. But I actually understand that. I don't spend a lot of time being like this person's a bad friend to me. I, I, I mention it. Uh, and it goes on, but yeah, that's, that's life. Honestly, have you ever, have I ever once come to you and been like, Jeremy, you know, you do the show with Joel three times a week, man. I don't know. We're really, are we really friends still? Are you Aaron Grievances right now, Jensen? Is this? No, is I this literally just, that's literally the first thing that came down? to mind. <laughs> no, it's literally the first thing that came to mind. It's like, I'm talking to somebody who has a, we have a mutual friend. We have four, multiple mutual friends. Like you do a show with SP3. So do I. Like, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Are you better friends with SP3 than I am? Like, does that well, either way, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? We're all friends with one another. Like, what, who would care about any of this? Oh, Jensen's like, letting out some feelings right now. Some feelings that he had deep down that he, he never yeah. addressed with me. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really upset that you know <laughs> we, that your friends are also my friends. In that, and then when 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 we're not doing a show together, you're doing shows with with them, and we're not doing a show together. I'm doing shows with them, and. It's like who would who would care? I can't. I just can't imagine caring if somebody's better friends with one person than another when we're all still friends. It's it's such a weird, such a weird. Wait, the yeah. Bucks aren't the Bucks aren't friends with Jericho though. They don't like Jericho. Well, they they're saying they don't like. Well, and, and, and well, and I know part of it stems from like the story where like because like the inner circle like beat down their dad years ago and stuff like that, and they they haven't forgotten that, which I I, I appreciate like that they haven't let that slide because that you shouldn't but um i don't know it's also like there's there, there, there was a lot that went down between all the elite also and they wound up 
figuring it out and becoming friends again and stuff. I mean, there it's professional wrestling. So, um, and also uh, the Bucks of Jericho, where I would just forget that, that ever happened. I, I remember. So, um, I'm just saying, like, it just kind of feels strange. Like, even well, and even with the Young Bucks thing, the, the Adam Cole, MJF, Roderick Strong thing is very strange. It's it's entertaining in a lot of ways. Um, it's interesting to see MJF as a baby face. That's the most kind of interesting thing about all of it, I feel like. And the idea that Adam Cole, which we're going to get to the devil and all that stuff too. But like, like once again, grown adults sitting around, like Adam Cole and MJF sitting around on a boat together. And, and, and Adam Cole having to explain to MJF that like it's okay to have more than one friend. I get it. It's a little different because... MJF's gimmick is like he's never had friends before, but Roderick Strong's over here in a neck brace in a wheelchair yelling for Adam to make him PB and J sandwiches because and, and, and Adam Cole is, isn't just nutting up and being like, bro, grow up. But but he's like, he's like, no, we gotta be we have been friends for a long time. I'm gonna make sure to do everything you want me to, and I'm gonna make time for it's weird. It's weird for adults to act like this. I'm sorry, this is. But it's all. But it's all. But also talking about a, 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 a line of entertainment that includes, you know, guys dressed up like, you know, like in in bull helmets, like Black Taurus, and and so you know what I mean. Like I, so it's all it's all strange. But you know what I mean. I just feel like we've gotten a little too into the whole like grown men getting salty that they have other friends stories. It's kind of weird. Maybe the Bucks feel slighted that Kenny picked Coda and and Paul White instead of them. Yeah. yeah, I think the Bucks are terrible friends because they should have had Hangman's back after his house got broken into. They should have been out there trying to fight Swerve Strickland themselves. Instead, Penta has to come along. Like Penta doesn't like that you broke into Swerve's house because Penta loves family. It's like why is Penta standing up? For Hangman Page here. Where's Matt and Nick to stand up for their friends? Right. They're shitty friends as well. This also, D-Eddy, it says, this is the unexplored side effect of massive head trauma. I'm not sure if you're talking about me or if you're talking about, like, the idea of grown men getting so upset about them having other friends. Um, but either way, good uh, good, good chat. Um, yeah, no, I, we're, we're both, you know, we're both on the same page about it. It just, it's weird. It's just kind of weird. I, but, but but once again, where I think it's all heading, I think it's gonna be good because the, the devil thing is interesting um, when it comes to like the MJF and in that story. But once again, I don't really need to. I don't really care that the young like. Let me put it this way: the young bucks being salty about this doesn't make me like the young bucks anymore, or like be, be feel sympathy towards them, or which might be the point because they're trying to be heels. I get that, but the, but you know what I mean? It's just I don't care. Like like I, I wish I wish that this story between these two teams would have been built any, literally any other way other than you're friends with him. Now you're not good enough friends with us anymore. We've been friends forever. And now you don't want to tag with us after we've already accomplished everything we possibly can as a trio and multiple companies and founded this company and been together forever and reformed and broke up and reformed and broke up. And now you want to tag with someone else. Who cares? Jeff Valley Driver says they they all had a power to be friends again, and they all did their own thing. And now everyone's mad that they've done their own thing. Is that which once again, what's the problem with that? Like in the real world, in the like which we aren't in talking about wrestling. I get that, but like, dude, I I go 
years at a time without seeing certain groups of friends. And then we get together and it's awesome. And we have a great time and we reminisce and we kick back and we tell a bunch of inside jokes and we have a great time. And then I don't see him again for a year or two or whatever. Like big deal. Cause I got other friends that I hang out with more consistently or whatever. So do they, because we're all adults here and it's okay to have more than one friend. <laughs> like it's so weird. Such a weird idea. Anyway. Oh, Jeff Driver, Jensen mentioned that Jericho beat up the Bucks dad. I, I did. I did. I brought yeah. that up. Yeah. But, yeah. but once again, I also, we also need to keep in mind how many despicable things have happened in the world of wrestling that have been forgiven or, or ignored. You know, this happened a long time ago in the real world. If somebody, if somebody like came after my dad, I would never forget that. I, of course, but like think about how many people, we have seen become like partners and, and and friends and stuff on the wrestling show that have literally done the most despicable things you could possibly imagine to one another, but then became even like Kenny and hangman, like the two of them. Like, I mean, you know, like there's plenty I, of that in wrestling. There's the thing. I don't mind the kind of the setup with it. I mind the timing of it. I wish it would have happened after they do the street fight. I wish it would have. I wish the Bucks would just do their title shot at full gear, lose to Ricky and Bill, and then it all kind of converges together and you do all of this. Then the Bucks confront Kenny and Jericho and be like, hey, how come, you know, you picked Coda and, and Paul White to be on your team? How come you're aligning with Jericho and doing all of this. And then Kenny would be like, well, you guys were focused on your tag team match. So you weren't there for me. You guys didn't worry. Yeah. So uh, Jeff Driver says the story should have started after wrestle dream instead of last week. I don't even think it should start after wrestle dream. I think it could actually have started after full gear and you kind of just do what I mentioned. I, I get the story in and of itself. I think the timing is a little off putting because this probably isn't the time for for a lot of this because there's already so much going on in here. It feels very shoehorned in there of like, eh, the Bucks don't really want to work uh, with Ricky and Bill for some reason. So they're just going to do this match with Jericho and Omega. And the, the street fight with the Don Callis family feels like it should be a blow off on a pay-per-view, not on dynamite. I agree with that a hundred percent. And <clears throat> excuse me, it also kind of feels like, uh, like the way you said, it, like it kind of feels shoehorned. It also kind of feels like, okay, well, full gear's coming up. How do we not have Omega Jericho and the Unbucks on the show yet? And it's in California. Like for the like it's like, okay, we gotta get them on somehow. What what's the what makes the most sense to get them on in two weeks? And it was that what we saw last night. Okay, they could have just done the street fight on the pay-per-view, which Agreed. I don't think any and they could have just sure. done the Bucks title shot. So Jeff Ella Driver saying, you know, they would have had another Bucks story with Ricky. Ricky is busy with other people. Okay. They won the title shot. They could have just gone right into the title shot with doing that story. It's not like they didn't know they were winning the title. Um, they, they could have just done that story instead of all these other stories that they're doing on Collision with Ricky. But the Bucks just haven't been present on. They were the ROH six man tag team champions for no real reason because they just lost them back uh, to to Gates of Agony. Like they just they Man. they lost the plot a little bit. The the timelines is in the line. When like Takeshita and Guevara and that like they haven't been announced for anything for full year, have they? Or did I miss that? No, we don't even know who the four people are with the Don Callis family because I think they're waiting to see if Sammy gets cleared. Okay. And if he doesn't get cleared, I imagine they'll try their best to get Osprey in there because it looks like yeah. it's at least Takeshka, Hobbs, and Fletcher. But they haven't announced the fourth. 
And again, I think they're waiting on Sammy. And if they can't get him, if maybe they add somebody, uh, or if they can get Osprey over, they they bring over Osprey. Yeah. Well, I think I think if they, yeah, and anytime they have access to Osprey, you bring him in, no matter what the scenario is, for sure. Yeah. But with uh, with but I guess kind of my point in bringing that up, and, and to be fair, maybe they're waiting for this to play out before they can book this or announce this. But if they don't have Takeshita at the very least wrestling on full gear, that's like so counterproductive. I feel like they've dropped like, the ball with him after the victories over Omega. No, I, I agree, but I'm just saying, like, that's mega dropping the ball. They're not even having feature on your next pay-per-view. Like, after all this, like, that's nuts to give him that kind of push. And then, but I agree with you. He, it, it, the last, like, few weeks, I haven't felt it like that, like what you're saying, too. But, like, it's, that's kind of a, that's actually, like, really alarming to push him the way they did and have him get these wins over Omega. And then, and then just, like, not have a plan for him for full gear. That would be. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm sure they have a plan, but like if they don't, that's insane. Um, now people mentioned the AW women's division. So <clears throat> my AW spotlight was Mariah May coming into the women's division. She is all elite. If you're not familiar with her, she was a big stardom breakout star this year. It was her first year in stardom. And she managed to really, you know, find find a way to stand out from a lot of others in stardom, not only with her in-ring ability, which she held her own over there, but just her charisma. And her really just overall presence. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of figuring she was going to to AEW after these last few weeks. She made her debut. I like the the segment that they did. Big, and I know a lot of people said it. Big Mickey Trish vibes with uh, Mariah May playing the Mickey role of like I, I came to stardom because Tony was there. I'm a big fan of your work, RJ, because you're working with Tony. Basically, she's almost a Tony Storm stalker. And I know Tony Storm, rightfully so, getting a lot of high marks for her work right now. They're just going to recreate Mickey and Trish. That's one of the most talked about and best women's angles of all time. I got real, no real issue with that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I definitely got those vibes when she started standing for Tony Storm during the, uh, the introduction of her on the show last night. I will say, though, I think she's a smart signing. I'm clear my throat for just a second. Give me just one second to mute myself. Jensen's about to praise Mariah May. There we go. Um, but uh, I, I think she's a really smart signing for a lot of reasons. One, I think she's incredibly marketable. Um, you know, just looking at her alone, just she looks like a star. Two, she can she can wrestle. I've seen her. I've seen her wrestle. She can go. Um, I haven't seen as much of her as I would like, and that's not her fault. It's honestly it's stardom's fault because like I might be making some excuses here. I haven't tried the hardest. I haven't gone out of my way the hardest for this to be fair, but stardom doesn't seem super accessible to me. Like I don't, and even when I've tried to watch stardom before, like it hasn't always been like the most reliable, like streaming and stuff. So like, most of what I've seen of Mariah in the ring has been like clips or stuff I've had to like really go out of my way to check out. But I actually knew of her before she, she might not have even been wrestling yet. I just remember her on like Twitter before. Like she like, cause this is like years ago. I know we were, we'd been following each other for a long time because she was, we have like mutual friends that like, like remember like, like, uh, I think she she might have been friends with like Kayla from Nashville. Um, I'm trying to remember what her her Twitter um was. She hasn't been on Twitter online. She did the Church of Joshi with uh with Queen of the Ring. 
Kayla. Um, she was like friends with her and they'd get together at like, like wrestling shows. And I see them like taking pictures together and stuff. And like, she was kind of like, I knew her as like a part of like the wrestling fan community that would like go to shows and stuff like that. And then I found out she was actually wrestling and I was like, Oh damn. Like I hope things turn out good for her. Cause she's, she's a massive fan. So like, if she's good at this, let's see where this goes. Fast forward. If not that long, I mean, maybe a handful of years and she signed to AEW after having a successful run in stardom. And, and like, granted, I've seen clips of her, like, like, twerking on people like to knock them over and stuff and start them and stuff like that but like i i think that uh i honestly think that because once again people are going to be i think surprised by how good she is in the ring and the one criticism is going to be like AEW doesn't do a lot of women's matches so like this is adding another woman to a roster full of women who are already having a hard time getting onto the show so like that would be a valid criticism i think from like the fan base but I think it's a smart signing by AEW. I'm very happy for her. It's a good example of somebody literally watching somebody go from like a fan to like working their ass off to getting noticed to getting signed somewhere big. I think it's really damn cool. It's a good signing for for a number of reasons. One, it should get more female presence on television. I know people are, I mean, you just mentioned of like, oh, they already have all these women and now where where are they going to be? I think they are trying to establish certain women and you saw it with the um you know julia hart got got a victory over red velvet red was back they've been doing good work with julia sky willow statlander and everything going on there she has obviously been picking up victories uh she's got the big match with, with tony storm at full gear and then we will we will get um you know mariah may playing a role in that the the ruby stuff is kind of happening backstage saray is kind of there not really there uh ruby and angelo parker doing stuff backstage like they've done what basically i asked of them is identify five or six women that you want to have on television during this time and then you know just make them a focal point of everything could you do some of the stories a little bit better could you book an extra women's match yes and and what i mean by stories of like willow getting a title shot after she lost the four-way and also lost the statlander in singles match like was that necessary to have willow lose that match no um they could have just had somebody else in there the point would have been all the same you know i mentioned last week hey they could do it in two women's matches on that show last week. Um, so I think there's there's different ways they could get there, but I, I'm not going to knock at least that the effort is there to put more women on television. So hopefully, again, with Mariah May, if May wins, or not May, uh, Tony Storm wins, if Mariah helps her win the title at Full Gear, or Mariah costs her the title. I, I hope if Mariah helps her, it's not the end of Sheeta because she, and she just disappears for a while. If Mariah costs Tony, at least we know the Mariah Tony feud will continue, and then um, the Mariah Tony feud will continue. The story will continue, and then we will still get sheeted title matches. I would assume. So you know that that would be uh, that would be ideal, I think. And then Sheeta gets to continue her reign. But I, I do like that they are just trying to feature more women. It would be nicer to have more women's matches but at least they're getting more segments overall. Now that's at least something it's a, you know, it shouldn't have taken this long. Yes. But like, uh, at least we're getting there. We're getting there. Baby steps. Yes. We're getting there.
Yeah. Um, I, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm, I actually pulled up, I was just curious. I pulled up some old direct messages between myself and Mariah. And this, this is from, Oh, look at, I started, we started following this is back in 2017. So like, that's how long I've been following this journey. And back in 2019, I messaged her about, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this gives a good timeline. Um, where is this? Congrats on your first match. This was in February, in February, 2019. So this would have been, she's only, she started wrestling in 2000, the beginning of 2019 or had her first match. So 19 to 20, 21, 22. So we're talking like three to four years of like, I mean, she's only 25. I know that's, that's pretty damn impressive. That's pretty damn. That's actually incredibly, incredibly impressive. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to people, um, seeing what she's all about. I'm bummed I never got to interview her. We talked about doing it in 2019 and she downloaded Skype for it and everything. We never made it happen. Damn. Now I'm never going to get that interview probably. Um, but I'm very happy for her. Very, very happy for her. That's awesome to see. It may, it also gives hope, I think, to like just other fans that want to get into it. Like if you really have a passion for it and you want to dedicate to it, Mariah made it and it didn't take her super long. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, you got to be damn good to, to accomplish it that quickly, but like it's, it's, it's possible. So very, very cool. Uh, let's go to the other spotlight, which still has something to do with AEW. Our product is what it is. We are going straight up the middle. Samoa Joe went straight up the middle and dropping his ROH television championship where he had just become the longest reigning ROH television champion. He dropped it and he said, I'm going after the AEW world title, a title match that he earned a couple months ago and then lost. But now I guess he's going to get it back. He's going to, because he's trying to make friends with MJF and he says he's got his MJF back. Like, uh, sure. But he lost. He lost the AEW world title match just two months ago, less than. It was a grand slam when he lost. But he dropped the title. That's the big thing here. He beat Keith Lee and then he's like, you know what? This title. Eh, I'm going after the AEW world title. Your thoughts, Jensen? Bad. <laughs> Bad idea. I mean, like, I don't, like, on one hand, I get it because, like, you don't want to beat Joe before going into, like, a world title match that would mean more, but, like, we saw him lose to CM Punk not that long ago. Like, I don't I mean, know why he's just getting a world he lost right his world title opportunity like he, he lost i know he's gotten some wins since then like a victory over keith lee but he he lost by he, he just lost like why is he and he declared after by the way losing that title losing that title match like they did that promo on collision which ruled where he's smoking the cigar and everything um uh, and he's like, I'm going after the world title. And then he won a couple matches after that. But yeah, I don't know why they couldn't do a triple threat match if you don't want to beat the guy. Like if it's, you, it's, probably, that match. it's probably a reward for Samoa Joe for like handling things backstage. <laughs> I thought that was the case, like, like when he got the when he got the title, um when he got the title match at, at um Grand Slam, I thought that was like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Maybe now he's just intimidated Tony to the point where he needs another <laughs> another one. He's, he's gotten in his face, and Tony's like, okay, sir, like I'll whatever you need. Um, I've already lost my favorite wrestler. I can't lose you too. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense that he'd get another world title shot right now. And, and, and really he's been doesn't... winning. In fairness, like he's no, no, at no, least, right. but he's but at look, least gotten victories over competition more than Daniel Garcia got, which I was happy to see Daniel Garcia get the title shot. But like Garcia was losing a bunch of matches, beat Trent, and he's like, "Hey, can I get a title shot?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." At least Joe's gotten more victories than Garcia. Right, right, and I agree with that. And also, like, I like the idea that, like, the AEW World Championship is so valued that, like, multiple people are gunning for it all at the same time. Like, that that's realistic. There would be more than one person that would want a shot at that title. But I just feel like there's a list of people that are more interesting that haven't had a chance as recently as Joe that would make more sense. And I think that's kind of where you're getting at as well. It's like, just like, there's nothing wrong with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is one of the best ever. I love Samoa Joe. I'm not going to sit here and like knock Samoa Joe or, or knock Samoa Joe's credibility. Samoa Joe rules. But like, there's a gigantic roster of AEW talent and Samoa Joe just had a shot recently. And then on top of it, I really don't like the vacating the, the TV championship because what's that make your, your championship and this ring of honor as a brand look like in general when it's like, I just defended this title more than anybody ever. Like, broke this record. Unbeatable. Don't care, though. Thing means nothing. I'm just going to go and leave this here and go try to win something I care about. It's like, okay. So you don't care about this title that you've defended over and over and over again. So that really never meant anything to begin with because you really didn't care, apparently. And that 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 um, title is also like your link to the show of ring of honor. So like really don't really care about being on that show. And if people don't care about being a part of the show, why should fans care about watching it? So like if the titles mean nothing, the titles mean so little that you're just going to, he did the equivalent of like the Scott hall, like doing the TV title between his legs and dunking into a trash can type thing. You know what I mean? Like he might as well just done that. Well, pretty much is. It's, you're you're leaving it like honestly what should have happened is like ethan page or someone should have run out and just grabbed it like you know what i mean like someone should someone should have went and grabbed that title belt and been like you know what i'll make it mean something like i i don't know but like it was it's a weird do you not agree is, is it on a super weird look to, to to become the longest reigning champion at something and then just put the title down and be like this actually means nothing plus the show that i was defending it on i don't want to be on anymore it was it was a little strange. Um, you know, people in the chat are are saying that uh, I do like Jeff Elliott's comment. It's just a belt; it doesn't have feelings. That's people fair. have feelings about <laughs> ROH, though. No, I people know. have feelings about <laughs> ROH, Jeff. Yeah, no, I know, I know what he means by that. Yeah, the feelings. physical title belt did not have its feelings hurt, yeah. but but yes, um, but it makes the show look very. It makes the show look bad that you don't care enough that you even want to be a part of it. I think people, and I understand this point, and I'm kind of part of it, is that like you want the champion, you want them to lose the title to put someone over, and it's like okay, they get the title. Like I, people wanted Mark Briscoe to beat Joe for the yeah. title because Mark has always talked about wanting to win like the TV title. That was the bigger deal than the world title to to him for for the longest time. Uh, and you know he lost earlier in the year to Joe, and it. You know, they're supposed to go after the world title and then he got hurt and all, all this stuff happened. Like people just wanted Joe to lose. So you make somebody in right. that regard. I understand that line of thought. And for the most part, I do agree with that line of thought. Here is what I'm hoping out of all of this. Here's what I'm hoping out of all. Of it, and something I've been saying for the longest time. And this is why I didn't mind of Joe doing just kind of what he did. I need ROH separate. 
from AEW. Agree. I, I need it separate. Joe has always just been on AEW TV this entire time. And he's made it clear, despite being the ROH champion, he wants the AEW world title. So if he doesn't like, you know, want the ROH TV title anymore because he's focused on the world title, fine by me, honestly. Like right. if that's your focus, cool. Don't hold this belt up anymore. Would I like to see you actually like lose it and drop it and everything? Yeah, probably. But I understand, like, yeah, I'm focused on this. Let me just drop this title. I I'm holding up this division because I'm not, I don't actually care about this thing. Now put the ROH TV title on someone who stays on ROH. Stop blending the ROH AEW stuff because I don't think it's a good look for ROH. Just don't. So I hope that the ROH TV title goes to someone who defends it on ROH TV because they've done a good job. Do I think Eddie Kingston deserves to be on AEW TV more? Yes, but he they've done a good job of making him like an ROH guy right now. You know, when they put the six man tag titles on the Elite, they were never going to appear on that show. Right, and, and then the they box, yeah, just yeah, they're just yeah, yeah, all AEW, yeah. Right, and then they dropped them back to Gates of Agony, and they are more or less an ROH team, but they're still doing AEW stuff. I wish they would just stay ROH, but they're tied to Swerve, so they gotta be on AEW TV. I get that. You know, MJF the MJF is the the tag team champions by himself. He's never on ROH. He needs to lose that title and get it on. Like he should have lost it to the Kingdom or not the kingdom of uh, the righteous. Well, the kingdom should have won that damn match. Uh, right. The contender match and he should have lost it. Like get these titles on ROH centric people and keep that stuff on ROH. If you want to pop, pop something with a, uh, with battle of the belts and be like, Hey, here's an ROH title match that we've built on ROH TV, but it's on battle of the belts because we don't have an ROH pay-per-view coming up. Cool. Do that. But this is why everyone thinks Athena rightfully so is the best champion. In, in all of AEW, not just ROH, is because she's strictly there. She doesn't have a bunch of other stuff going on. She defends the title, and she looks badass. Like That's why right. they, she's heavily, heavily praised, again, rightfully so, that um, for her title run, because they, they keep it that way. Uh, they keep her strictly on ROH. They don't have her coming up on AEW. I know she lost on the Owen, but you know, they didn't turn that really into anything. Uh, so, you know, that's why I didn't fully mind Joe doing this. I do agree, like, hey, should he have lost the title, put somebody over, made somebody? Yeah, I get that. But I also understand Joe's line of thinking. And, and Jeff Ella Driver uh, it, it kind of made this as well. It's like, hey, his focus is on the AEW title. He doesn't want the ROH show. Fine. All right. I understand that as well. And he's been winning matches. He should get another title shot at some point, especially with the way people just get title shots. Um, oh, yeah. But I get I get the criticism like oh why did why should we care about this title if Joe doesn't care about this title that's now an ROH thing that Tony's got to figure out of making people care about this title yeah uh, I agree with I agree with all that and I I especially agree with like that they really should separate Ring of Honor and AEW completely so hopefully uh yeah Joe Joe should have done option C I I, I yeah. made that yeah I said option Honor apparently yeah. you just cash in the secondary. ROH title to get a shot at the main AEW title. Yeah, sad. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's been it's been a problem like the whole time that Ring of Honor has been. But it's 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 become an even bigger problem with like you're saying MJF being the sole Ring of Honor tag team champion right now and stuff, and he's not going to ever really be a part of that show. And it just doesn't 
they need they need to separate the two. Um, and Eddie is a good example of like how you could do it right because whenever Eddie loses the Ring of Honor title, he'll just be right back on AEW TV in a in a top spot. Like it's not like he's gonna be, you know what I mean? Eddie will be fine. It's okay. It's okay to to have these some. You can't do it to everybody. Like I wouldn't have like Brian Danielson be like Ring of Honor exclusive or something like that. But like Eddie, it works great because it also keeps him from getting lost in the mix in AEW for the moment. Like you can go be go be a champion of Ring of Honor, and then whenever he loses that title, he can be you know do whatever for AEW. Maybe maybe go towards the AEW World Title at some point soon or something. But yeah, I uh, I just don't I don't like the idea of like I I understand the concept of like. I defended this title so many times. There's nothing left for me to do with this. And I want to move on to something bigger and better, but there's a way you can do it in which it doesn't like devalue the championship belt and the company all together and just make it look like, you know, because it's like, even when you, in hindsight, when you go and look at Joe's title run now, if you were to go back and watch those matches, you could have the mindset also of like, it kind of devalues a lot of the run too. If you're, it was all kayfabe, by the way, of course. But like, it, you're. It's like you go back and watch some of these matches for his run, and you just kind of think in the back of your mind, like he didn't care about this title at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool that he was defending it, but like at the end of the day, he didn't care about this. Like, he didn't even care about the show. Like, it's just he wants to be our AEW champion, not the Ring of Honor champion. So, this is kind of a waste of his time. It kind of feels like. So, anyway, I feel like that's kind of everyone's mindset. Is like that's on both shows. But if you're a Ring of Honor exclusive, then you would really care because you'd want to be the Ring of Honor champion because you wouldn't have the option of being the AEW champion. I do think this rules. Anime Otaku says AEW just announced Samoa Joe King of Television t-shirt on Twitter. So everyone go buy this shirt right now. The King of it's Television. Today? Wait, no, yeah, November 9th. Look at the, the tweet. November yeah. 9th, 10 a.m. <laughs> they did the day after he... Yeah, that kind of rules, away. honestly. That's... that's uh that's mind-boggling i don't even have words for that that's like the king of tv why is he not you could still crown yourself the king of tv with no tv titles right as long as you don't want to be the tv champion see yeah no one dethroned him no i know i know i'm not saying it doesn't make any i'm not saying it doesn't make complete nonsense it just the timing seems very strange that you would give up your TV championship and then have merch come out saying you're the king of television. People, people are like trying to explain this. Yes, he called them that after he won the TNT title, and then he had the ROH TV title and the TNT title. He then he lost the TNT title, but he still called himself that because he was still the ROH TV champion. Now right. he's not even the ROH TV champion. So th- we get it. We understand the lore. We. we we get it. It's just funny that one day after no longer having this TV title, they're like King of Television, Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That's, I mean, if we were talking about how a lot of today's theme for AEW is just like confusion <laughs> for the most part. Um, the Jensen is freaking out, LMAO. I'm not. I'm not really freaking out. I'm just confused. It's like, why would you? Why'd you do that anyway? It kind of rules. You know, they just like scheduled that tweet. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they scheduled that like three weeks ago, and they're like, "Oh wait, what what happened last night?" I wonder if I'll leave it up. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they'll leave it up. It just, I was she was the shirt already out. 
I hope we uh, I don't right know. Now. I don't know if it would, like came. It would have oh, been even God. funnier if yeah, just it came it. out like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. and like order. It's oh yeah, Samoa Joe, King of Television, <laughs> and then it should drop the title. You know what? I don't want this anymore. <laughs> People are just gonna lay down their t-shirts like not wearing this shirt ever again. I want the MJF AEW World Title T-shirt now. That's that would be kind of a fun social media gimmick, uh, like a <laughs> something something a lot less important than something like the ALS challenge. But you could uh, you could you could do the uh, the Samoa Joe King of TV challenge. You buy you buy his King of Television T-shirt, then just leave it somewhere in public and walk away. Video video save yourself doing it. It would roll if it was a pre-order. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. Don't take this shit serious, everybody. Hopefully this shirt's <laughs> discounted to like 10 bucks. Like they should fast. discount the shirt, yeah. honestly. <laughs> they should after last night. It's It's like, you know what it is? It's like when the, it's like when the, it's like when the third world uh, countries get the, the like loser t-shirts. Yeah. Yes. They get yeah. sent the, oh, the, the 20... The 2023 exactly. NBA champion Miami Heat. Let's go! Yeah, they lost. The, they lost the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah they lost yeah. in the finals. That's oh that's God. this T-shirt. That's right so here. funny. The yes, the commemorative losing. Because for people who don't know what Jeremy's talking about, what they they'll print like all the newspapers in advance. They'll print all the T-shirts and merch in advance for both teams and like the Super Bowl and stuff. So that whoever wins, they have it all ready. So you can like buy all the commemorative stuff, you know, right away. But because one of the teams is going to lose, they have all this for the losing team too, that never gets used. And they wind up sending it to like third world countries as like, just like free clothing and stuff like that. That is hilarious. The (laughs) idea of like, I'll see it. We're going to find out like, these Samoa Joe t-shirts are going to be like all over like a Mr. Beast video in the future where he's in like another country, like building a hundred wells in, in Africa again. And it's going to be a bunch of kids wearing these Samoa Joe t-shirts all over the place. And they just sent all over the place. Oh my gosh. That's too funny. That's too funny. Um, these t-shirts became obsolete before they were ever released. That's so <laughs> funny. The other... Other spotlight. Will Osprey, Shota Yumeno from uh, New Japan Power Struggle. Osprey got the victory. The big, like it's one. Of, if you have, if you haven't seen the match by this point, go out of your way to watch it. It's a, uh, a lot of people are putting it better, at least on the level of the Osprey and Omega matches. I still like Osprey and Omega as kind of my top match for the year. I got to go back and rewatch a lot of this stuff, but it definitely deserves to stand out in that kind of class of like, it's on a different level than your standard Will Ospreay match. And it's certainly the best match of Shota's uh, career. The The big talking point is kind of what happened afterwards where Moxley and Osprey faced off and then David Finley came out and he attacked both men and then smashed the titles. And now we have a triple threat match for Wrestle Kingdom. I want to get your thoughts on where they go for this Wrestle Kingdom match uh jensen because i think that finley's there to take the pinfall in this but i know a lot of people and joel's one of them think finley's there to win this title and and start holding it i feel like he's there to take the pin because they didn't want moxley losing and they didn't want osprey losing but it's like yeah finley can can take this fall what do you yeah i feel the same way but i also feel like (sighs) this is so this is going to be so contradictory because it's really impossible for me to say this the way that I mean to. I think, I think your line of thinking is accurate. Like, cause I, I don't, I don't think that they would want either Osprey or Moxley to lose the match, 
but I think the most likely person to win the match is David Finley because like for whatever reason, like they're going with him and like, you know, it's, it's the U S title, right? So it's not, it's not the world title at least. Yeah. So like, I think he's going to, I mean, unless you want to keep the run going with Osprey and Osprey pins Dave, I guess I don't see, I don't see Moxley winning. Well, if Osprey wins, they got to know what Osprey's plan is for February because right. he's going to be a free agent and he ain't just going to like he, he ain't just going to win that thing if he's leaving for WWE. So if Osprey wins, that to me seems like a almost a sign. I mean, they have a few shows be, uh, still in, at the end of January. They they literally have uh, New Year's Dash the next night, so he could easily lose the title the next night. Um, but yeah, if if Osprey loses then or if osprey wins then that seems a little tipped off that either one they're he's gonna lose the title later on or he might be staying in AEW or new japan well you also can't 100 percent with certainty know that they know what's going on either because like remember how jay white lost the loser leaves new japan match and they were sure he was going to wwe and then he wound up in AEW, and it's like oh we didn't really need to do that because he now he could have just been in both still um so that was kind of weird so people are saying and this is the reasoning why i do think finley can win this as well is that we know he is the guy who is there he is new japan moxley's obviously going to stick with with AEW, but and he's going to do mostly AEW stuff he comes to new japan often enough whether it's in the u.s or japan it's where you can put the title on him and it's fine but he's not like an active new japan wrestler osprey the future is cloudy with him right now whether he sticks in new japan if he sticks with aw he can still do new japan stuff but he's that would not make him an active new japan guy finley winning makes sense because he's at least the active new japan guy and i see that that side of it as well yeah and jeff valley driver made some good points like he's their top guys in uh talent by default um, listen, and there's been multiple people, Fig Game and Jeff both said uh, that Finley should stack, uh, should stack Mox and Osprey. Hilarious. Listen, if if David Finley stacks and pins Osprey and Moxley at the same time, I will come on here on the spotlight and eat my own face. Okay, it's just, <laughs> just not going to happen. Um, although I will say, the one thing we 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 kind of forget i feel like sometimes is that dave finley is the son of fit finley and there are going to be wrestlers like moxley and stuff who have a massive amount of respect for fit so like there are certain like you know what i mean so i just i always keep that in mind a little bit too because i know dave finley's not everyone's cup of tea myself included i don't think he's i'm a bit baffled by some of the decision making there too but like it's also the same company that pushed evil to the top which like you know once you do that there's no coming back so like i think that uh I think we also have to keep that in mind too, where it's like, I'm sitting here thinking like, there's no way Moxley's going to take the L to Dave Finley. But then I'm sitting here thinking like, oh shit, you know, Moxley's got a ton of respect for fit. And like, it's not like Dave sucks. It's just, he's, it's just, I, I don't think Dave's on the level of like a Jay White or a Kenny Omega or like an AJ Styles, like one of the, the previous kind of guys in we're talking about here. Um, but, um, but I think there's enough respect there for who fit is that I think a lot of them would do, do jobs for his son. Um, you know, for better or worse, I, so I'll, I'll, 
I'll put that out there too. I, I honestly think Dave Finley makes the most sense to win the match. Because once again, it's the U.S. title, not the world title. He's the one who's actually a part of New Japan consistently, Bullet Club, all that stuff. Like he's going to be there going forward. If I'm Will Ospreay, I'm, I mean, I'll say it on the record. I, if I'm Will Ospreay, I sign with the WWE without without any question. Like I and y'all y'all know I love I love AEW and I think that in AEW he'd have the most he'd have the most banger matches he'd have the and we talked about it before here maybe the best move would be him going to AEW for a couple of years and then maybe going to WWE afterwards after he's an even bigger star but it would be a, dis- a disservice to himself and to the entire wrestling industry if he did not go to WWE sometime soon um, is that for the bloodline or is that do you want to say something both always be acknowledged. Will Ospreay signs with WWE, wins the Rumble, beats Roman at WrestleMania. What do you think, Jensen? I I hate that it boxes Cody out, but he's the one person that if they did that, I would actually... The reason being, listen, like, I'm not okay with it. It needs... Come on, man. Like, I think I'm like, I'm always ready, rough and Cody. But like... <laughs> The, the reason the reason Osprey is different than anyone else is because I think he legitimately has the potential to be the biggest star in wrestling and like one of the biggest stars in like the history of wrestling if he works for the WWE and they push him right because he's people free he's only thirty years old yeah like this guy this guy could be the face of your company and also he's like he's got like that that kind of like you know being you know from from like. Australia and everything or the UK and everything. It's like, the, he's, it's just like the accent, the markability. He's even, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a Chad. He's a Chad looking dude, right? Like you put him in movies. He's like, he's like good looking. He was like a model, you know, he's just one of these guys like, and, 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 and all that said, that's before we even talk about his in-ring work, which he is probably the best in-ring wrestler in the entire world. So like you put all that together, like personally, selfishly, I think AEW is where he should land because like, I want to see him just have the best matches against all my favorite wrestlers. I, I want to make that clear, but like, dude, him in the WWE, if they pushed him right it, it, with the marketing machine, they could put behind him and the fact that he's only 30 and he could be their guy for the next 10, 15 years or whatever. Like, cause people are wrestling old now. I mean, you, you can be, if, if he, if his body holds up and he's also tweaked his in ring style smartly too, where he's not taking nearly as many risks and stuff. Like, Will Ospreay could be the biggest thing in wrestling. And that's, I think, unfortunately for myself being an AW and indie fan, GCW fan and stuff, really the only way to become the biggest star in wrestling is to be in the WWE right now. That That's the honest truth. Because WWE, that, that's the McDonald's. That's that's the, you take the McDonald's logo, turn it upside down, that's the WWE. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's worldwide. And that that's how, that's, if you want to become the biggest star in the industry, there, there is still a, I, once again, I love AEW, but there's a massive difference between what the WWE is worldwide and what AEW is worldwide. And if Will Ospreay can be the top face of what the WWE product is, the, the ceiling for him is just way, way, way higher than what I think he could be in wrestling. But I think overall, we talked about it before, if he did like a two-year deal with AEW and then went to WWE, it'd probably be like the ultimate best case scenario for him. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I talked about this uh, on Monday's show when it came to to Osprey and everything. Hey, look, it's going to come down to what Osprey wants to do. Like it 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 does. Like you know, it, if he wants to just keep having great matches, which he can do, and you know, try to take AEW to new heights, you signed a you signed to AEW. 
if you do want to be a bigger star on a global level and have the almost challenge of, hey, can I have a five-star match in WWE? Will Ospreay has more five-star matches to himself than AEW has in its entire, or WWE has in its entire existence as a promotion, which is, I don't put stock in that kind of stuff, but it's certainly something. Like, it's certainly something, you know? Like, when one guy has more, like, can he go and do that? You know, is that what he... What does Will Ospreay want to do? I would. I think I said it before. I think like the smartest thing, if you want to like really kind of maximize things, sign like a three year deal with AEW. Your star power ain't gonna fall. And it's only gonna increase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's not gonna fall. And then see what the offer is for WWE. But WWE might just throw the offer out there now, and it might be too good for Ospreay to feel like he he wants to take that now. It all depends on the offer. It all depends on what they want. That's that's really what it comes down to. And we're here to speculate like kind of what we want as fans, what we think a mindset could be. At the end of the day, we got no idea what someone like Will Ospreay is thinking. Just like we had no idea what somebody like Jade was thinking. Like we right. don't know when it comes to this stuff. It's like when Cody's came up and people were like, oh, there's no way Cody's going to help. Cody's going to leave something he helped create. It's like, well, Cody's mindset was something different. So yeah. Yeah, one well, and, and like so the thing the thing is with Osprey too. Well, I actually talked about this with Doug a little bit on Tuesday, and like I think this this is some good points. Like if I'm Tony Khan, you already have the advantage if you're Tony Khan in this situation, yeah. right? Because like Osprey's already in the building. So like if I was Tony Khan, what I would do, I would basically back him into a corner and I would say, Will, what do you want? I would try I would treat this like like you are trying to sign your next franchise quarterback for, for the Jaguars and you're doing anything you can to make sure that, that they don't leave. And I would, I would basically back him into a corner and say, give me a list of everything that you want. I don't know if I can do it all, but I'm going to do my best to get everything you want. And you already know we're planning to go back to Wembley. We'll go back there every year you're here and you'll be the star of the show. Like we're, we'll treat it like our WrestleMania. You're the star of WrestleMania in front of your own people every year. It's going to be hard to say no to. Plus, you go, guess what, Will? Within the next probably three months, you're going to be the AEW World Champion also. So we're going to build a company around you. We're going to build a WrestleMania around you. And you're going to be the face of it all. And we're not going to have to sit there and wait. Like, we already know what we already know your value. We already know what you're getting out of you. You don't have to test yourself or prove yourself. It's already proven. You're coming in. You're, you're, our, you're our guy. And then you, you have, a, a, assuming MJF stays or is already re-signed, you got MJF and Will Ospreay as your top two guys. One guy's in his mid twenties, one is in his early thirties. That's that's a foundation right there. You know what I mean? Like that's massive if you could lock those two dudes in. And those are two of your guys going back and forth. That's kind of your Rock Austin. Like you could do, you could do Wembley two, three years in a row of those two guys potentially against each other for the world title, where they wrestle each other once a year, kind of thing. They don't touch each other for years at a time, but like when they do, it's a massive deal. I mean, I just, you know, that's what I would do if I was Tony Khan in AEW. I would, I would, I would give him the world title. I would promise him that he'd be the main event of the, the Wembley all in shows and, um, and give him whatever money that he, like I'd find out what the WWE is offering him and, and match it. But I also think that Will could look at it and go, yeah, or it could just, work on the actual WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So that's going to be tough. to. And also he got Barry Bloom, which is very, very smart. He's, he's going to get the best deal 
And so we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm hyped for it. Cause I'm, I'm a Will Ospreay guy. I I'm, trust me. If for me to sit there and say, if like, because I want no scenario other than Cody winning, but for me to say, if Will Ospreay was the one to beat Roman Reigns, I'm actually okay with that. Think about what that means coming from me. You know what I mean? So Got a super chat from Anime Otaku before we move on. Uh, I know a lot of people hate it. I love to see her recreate the. I think he's talking about Mariah May. Uh, recreate the the spot with Julia match where she pops back up after taking a superplex. Possible they do something like that. I I'm very curious what Mariah May's in ring work looks like with this character <laughs> and obviously with kind of shorter matches. Uh, I'm very curious to see what uh, her her in ring work come comes out to be. I, I assume she'll be fine. She'll probably get still like good, good time to wrestle. But, you know, Tony is kind of wrestling a character based stuff right now. Mariah might have to change some things up to do sort of more character in ring work than just go out there, have a, you know, high speed Joshi match. Right. Well, and, and, one, and speaking of Julia, like outside of Will Ospreay, Julia is probably the top available or will be available. I don't know what her current status is, but there's a lot of rumors about her potentially going somewhere else and signing somewhere else soon. She's, she's can't miss. She, a lot of the things that I said about, well, Osprey, I would say about Julia as well, to be completely honest, like WWE, especially dude. Oh my God. If you can get her in the mix in the WWE with Charlotte and Bianca and, and Becky and those women over there, Oscar, Kyrie. Oh my gosh. Like Julia's money for people who haven't seen her. So like, then she'll she'll be another big. She, she should she should go talk to Barry Bloom too. Honestly, uh, we're gonna move on to our indie spotlight. I'm gonna give a big motherfucking shout out. H2O started their run with Uncharted Territory this past Monday. We've talked a lot about Uncharted Territory on this show. It's become really the staple of IWTV, um, a, a weekly series. It moves around on days from from depending on who has it, but it's H2O's run with it. They started it this past week. It was uh, headlined by two guys we've had on the show, Alec Price and Matt Mikowski. A lot of people we've actually had on the show were part of the uh, debut episode of uh, Uncharted Territory. But it was headlined by them, and it went to a no contest because Mads Kruger and Cruel, I guess Mads Kruger is cool, Matt Tremont, sorry, yeah. Matt Tremont and Cruel uh, came out to just wreck shop, and now that's that's where they're going to be building because we have kind of Alec Price and Cruel, who never lost the title, uh, kind of waiting in the wings there. But what would what'd you make of the debut episode and what H2O was doing with uh, Uncharted Territory? Yeah, it is weird seeing like Tremont and Cruel like teaming, like they've like joined forces, which is like they've been like, like a blood feud for a while. For people that don't know the the history, and it it will be a little com, it will be actually very convoluted, almost impossible for me to explain. But basically, Cruel was the it, who was known as Madge Kruger in MLW. You might know him from there, but he he was Cruel. Also, um, I believe his name was like is Xavier Woods' real name is Austin Creed, right? Yeah, L- Logan Creed is cool. Logan Creed. Um, so, <clears throat> oh, but anyway, he was the IWTV champion. He had to uh, vacate his title. Matt Tremont wound up winning the vacated championship while he was the vacate while he was that champion. Cruel wound up returning and brought his original title with him. So there was like kind of two IWTV champions, Cruel and Tremont, during this time span. You know, a few weeks pass and stuff. And Alec Price winds up actually beating Matt Tremont for the real IWTV championship. So Tremont 
is now like aligned with Cruel. Cruel is had never lost the title, and Price is the real champion. So good luck following all of that. Um, H2O though, great company. Matt uh, Matt Tremont, uh, or sorry, um, um, well yeah, of course Matt Tremont have heavily involved there, but they got a lot of great talent that's come out of there that we kind of see all over the place. Um, like Marcus Mathers is obviously a big name out of there. Um, Tremont, of course, doing a lot there. Austin Luke is a name that like he he I he like made his name there, and he's gonna like blow up a lot more sometime in the near future. Dylan McKay um, like teamed with Marcus a lot, and the team they I, they wrestled each other on this show, but they they generally will team with one another. Yeah, dude, it was badass that the main event was Alec Price and uh, and Matt Mikowski, and it's great to see what what Alec Price is doing with the IWTV Championship. But yeah, like Beyond Beyond Wrestling did Uncharted Territory years back. That's when I started following the show and like covering it weekly on the weekender. And then um, it moved over to, uh, was it Action Wrestling? Yeah, I think Action Wrestling. No, well, no, it was Beyond. Well, they, technically, it was it was uh, Southeast First is what they called it. So it was like, it was, but they did it out of the TWE Arena, I believe, in Chattanooga. Is That, that is where they did it. Um, but it was basically like an Action Wrestling TWE SCI kind of like group that did uncharted territory in the Southeast. And now they're doing it um, this season with H2O. So I, I like that they, that they like move territories around and stuff. And it also helps highlight people from these areas. Cause like this, like H2O is out of like New Jersey. So like, you're going to get a lot of that talent. They'll mix in talent from all over, but, but it wasn't like the Southeast. It was like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, like Adam priest and, and, um, you guys that we would see in like new south and 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 jade newman and and those kind of guys and stuff so you're gonna get like a new mix of talent this season too and a lot of more heavily focused on people kind of like that new jersey new york type area as well so um so yeah uh check out our charter territory if you want to watch the show um or if you want to sign up for iwtv you can use code fight talk it doesn't get you a discount anymore but it does let you know it does let the platform know that um that i'm sending you over there so if like you want to let them know like you know, Jensen's recommending that I check this out. You can use my code over there and it lets them know that. But uh, but yeah, I'll be covering Uncharted Territory on the weekend or most weeks probably going forward as well. So if you want to know more about that, that that'd be a good place to to hear about it. Yeah, Uncharted Territory has become again, it's really like the staple independent re- weekly television show. And and like we we've talked about, you know, we've been kind of following Uncharted Territory for for a while now since we've been doing this show at least it goes to, to different territories. It goes to different promotions, but yeah, if you're, if you just think independent wrestling is just a lot of, Hey, cool dream match type of things. There are stories that go on, on, on these indie shows. Jensen does a great job of, of recapping that on this show. And then obviously the weekender, but yeah, he just kind of gave you the history with cruel and uh, Matt Tremont and the IWTV world heavyweight title. Uh, that Alec Price currently holds and everything. But yeah, if you are looking to kind of discover some some new people uh, outside of the AW, basically the the big realm of things, uh, I would say Uncharted Territory is a, is a great place to start because they're going to feature a lot of different talent uh, over the year. And they're going to have stories with this talent as well. It's yes. Be like, hey, here's a cool wrestling match. They will try to get you invested into these matches as well. And a lot of these stories carry over into like other indie shows that you can find on the platform. So like if you like what you see on Uncharted Territory, like a good example, I just brought up Adam Priest, who was 
more or less kind of like one of the main, if not the main star of uncharted territory Southeast first for the last season, he was on episode one of this, defending the action wrestling championship against lucky 13, like on, on this show. So like there's already like crossover right there. But then when you think about that, you're like, okay, maybe you have, maybe you're, maybe you're seeing uncharted territory for the first time, this H2O version of it. And you see Adam priest for the first time defending the action wrestling championship. You go, what's action wrestling. You go to IWTV and, the entire action wrestling catalog is right there. Now you have the opportunity to learn about all these new people that you maybe didn't know about before. You look at all the ETU, uh, uh, ETU keys uh, to these championship. Marcus Mathers is defending that title on there. You can check out more about ETU. Expect the unexpected. That's what that stands for. There's a company called Expect the Unexpected Wrestling. If you like what you're seeing out of H2O, they have H2O exclusive shows that you can watch on IWTV. If you like what you saw in Alec Price as the IWTV champion, he's a traveling champion. He's on so many shows a week on IWTV. And when he's not on IWTV, he's probably over on Fight Plus defending or, or uh, wrestling over on like GCW and stuff. So like, this is, this is like you were saying, it's a great hub. Even like for Matt Mikowski, maybe you didn't know much about Matt Mikowski. He's coming back off of injury. And this might've been one of the first times you've seen him. Maybe now you've seen him wrestle and maybe you want to go check out our interview we recently did with him on the spotlight. You get to learn way more about him, you know? Um, so same with a lot of these guys, Adam Priest has been on our show. You can learn more about him. I've interviewed Jimmy Lloyd who were on Fightful Select. I mean, there's, there's, you know, this is Braden Toon. Someone will eventually get, I was actually just talking about Braden Toon with somebody at GCW. I ran into a bunch of the TWE guys there and, uh, Braden Toon's a new South guy and they're all connected. You know, it's like, so anyways, check it out on charter territory, episode one, IWTV, use code fight talk. And then in the other part of the world of independent wrestling, you read GCW this past week, Jensen, uh, down there at Atlanta. How was how was the show? How was the live experience? Do you care if I cuss or not? We've been pretty good about not doing that. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. We'll, we'll keep it somewhat family friendly. I had an effing awesome time at uh, <clears throat> at GCW in Atlanta. Um, I'm actually rewatching the show on the screen right now uh, to my to my right here. Over on Fight Plus, <clears throat> I'm I'm not endorsed by Fight Plus, by the way. I, I try to make that clear. Not unlike IWTV, I'm not like sponsored by them, so I don't want people thinking I have like a vested interest in people going and signing up for Fight Plus. But as a fan, <clears throat> I, I honestly think that like you're really missing out. I mean, I I've grandfathered in at the five dollars a month because I got in when it, when it started. It's still only like eight dollars a month or something. The value you get out of that's insane. Even for just GCW shows alone, are worth that. So. Anyway, being there live at, at, at Center Stage in Atlanta, um, I want to give a massive, massive, massive thank you to GCW as always um, for like just like the level of accessibility that I always have at these shows. I had an amazing seat. I got to meet up with people that I hadn't got to see in, see in person in a while. I was sitting basically for people who want to check the show out. Excuse me. I'm sitting right next to the entrance ramp. I'm 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 to the left of Brett Lauderdale, who runs the company. He's sitting there during the show on a walkie-talkie, you know, calling the show. I even got some pretty funny videos of him doing the countdowns, like uh, like the five, four, three, two, and the, because the whole crowd does it with him and points at Emil, like when Emil, like when they're going back from break and stuff. Um, but like I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'll I will name I'll do some name dropping. So like, it was great to uh. It was great to hang out with Moe's. Got an interview with him. Um, that's available over on FightfulSelect.com. Um, you know, y'all seen Moe's and heard Moe's plenty of times here on the on uh, the spotlight, but it was great seeing him. Gave him a big hug after Bounces Forever won the uh, won the GCW Tag Team Championships. 
Um, yeah, there's a video, plain and simple geek says in the chat, there's a video I've got, it's on my, I took a lot of videos and pictures and put them on, on my X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, I got a great video of Septilander calling me a bitch. It was a good one. Like I, she was kicking Jimmy Lloyd right in front of me and I was getting a video right up, right up on top of them. And like, yeah, take a picture of that bitch. <laughs> this is, this is great. I gave her a, on, on the show. You can see me give her a thumbs up on camera while she's saying it to me while I'm recording it. Um, I got to, uh, say hi and, uh, shake hands, say what's up to, uh, like Scott Hensley was there who runs the SCI. He's big at like the Southeast with action wrestling and a whole bunch of stuff, TWE. Um, and now also, um, ICW NHB, they're running a lot of shows out of the TWE arena too. Um, Ben was there, Boston Nuga. If y'all know Boston Nuga on Twitter, okay. big time wrestling fan. It was great mm-hmm. to see Ben. I hadn't seen him in person in years since like before the pandemic. Used to see him all the time at shows in like Nashville and stuff. Um, got to see Adam, who is known as a Blunty McFly on uh, on Twitter. Hadn't seen him since Nashville. Also, a lot of people from Nashville that I know from like that crew came in because they wanted to see VIF uh, challenge for the tag titles and want to see Tank challenge for the world title. So. A lot of that squad was there. I, I saw AC Mack, said what's up to AC Mack. I asked him how his retirement's going. Said, said he's loving his retirement. Um, he was there, of course, supporting everybody, but of course, especially supporting his, uh, it was supporting Rico Gonzalez, who, who had a match um, at the beginning of the show. So, um, yeah, I got to see a lot of people, man. I know I'm missing people. I, I, I interviewed Bringo Loco. Um, I, so that'll be available on Fightful Select at some point, too. Um Man, so and as far as the actual show goes, without like saying, I did really a full recap on the weekend, or if you want to hear like deep dive thoughts for like you know a half hour or whatever on on how I how I felt going to that show, but like personal highlights of it for me for sure would be um, Tank getting a shot against Blake Christian for the GCW Championship. Not only because he got a shot at the title, but because it was also him and the Rev. It was the first time that they've worked in center stage, and they've been wrestling and been a part of this scene for my entire lifetime. Um, so it was really cool to see tank and, and the rev get that moment out there, even though Blake retained the title, but <clears throat> excuse me, it was really cool to see him get that shot in front of like his home, his home people. And then, um, I mean, the major highlight for me obviously was bounces forever winning the GCW tag team championships over Los Macisos. Um, there's some good, you can catch me on video a few times marking out pretty hard. Like I'm, most of the show, I'm pretty like reserved, just kind of hanging out there taking videos. During that match, I'm like standing and clapping and yelling and cheering and like, um, and after the match or after the show, rather, I uh, went up and said hey to Ku and Garini, and they still had they had blood dried all over their faces and got a picture with those guys and just I couldn't be happier for the two of them. Um, I was fans of both of those guys back when. Like Dominic Garini was the was the the sub the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm champion, and Kevin Q was the the tri-state champion, and they weren't even tag team wrestlers, and now they're the best tag team on the indies, in my opinion. And the GCW titles were the big titles that really eluded them this whole time. They had won the IWTV titles when they finally made them. They've been the action champions and the the BLP champions and the I mean glory pro i mean just everywhere they've been they've been the tag team champions everywhere and the, the and they were supposed to pull the curtain back a little bit for you know I'll just say it because enough time i feel like it's passed they were supposed to win the mlw tag team championships and that never happened we, i have that straight up on i i know for a fact that was supposed to happen and it didn't so the gcw championships 
were kind of like the main titles outside of, of course, like Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE that like that have eluded them. And now, not only did they win the titles, they beat Los Pacisos, who are the former four-time GCW tag champions, probably the, the best and most decorated tag team in GCW uh, history. And they won the titles by hitting them with the, uh, they hit him with a chase in the dragon where Q wrapped his leg up with a chain and kicked Cyclope while uh, Greeny did the brain buster through a pane of glass. So it was like just an awesome finish and uh, super emotional too. We're, the plan, by the way, y'all, we're, I, we, I hate bringing it up before it happens. The plan is to have Violence is Forever on for you guys soon together. We've interviewed Q and Greeny separately before, but we are hoping to have them on together very soon. And one of the things I want to talk to them about is after the match, um, the camera went up on them individually at, at points and they both said something to the camera separately. <clears throat> the first thing I noticed was Kevin Q. He's bleeding. He, I'm right behind Q going crazy. And you see, you see Q just turn to the camera and he just, he's, there's blood dripping down his face. And he just says forever and just walks out of the ramp. And then, and then you see, you see Garini grab uh, a camera guy and he says, Rest in peace, Sean. This is for you, buddy. And he's referring to to SPO three, Sean Patrick O'Brien, the the referee that, that passed away recently. Um, that was we had Moe's come on and talk about him after the passing. A guy who meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, so really emotional night and win for VIF. And for me as a wrestling fan, dude, that is that's feeding my soul going to these kind of shows, it's totally different. I love going to AEW events. I love getting a box seat to see Cody at WWE. I love going to, I love going to high school gyms and bars and places and, and checking out wrestling. And, but there's nothing quite like what they're doing at center stage in GCW right now. Um, I, I absolutely love it. So thank you to Brett Lauderdale. Thank you to game changer wrestling. Thank you to the talent. And I had so many wrestlers. I told you privately, but, there were so many people that came up to me during that show that were like, what you guys are doing for, for us, like getting the interviews out there and putting us on the Fightful platforms and getting, you know, articles up for us and stuff. Like it means the world to some of these guys and girls and non-binary wrestlers. And what, you know, we don't discriminate here on the, on the spotlight. Like I, I have people of all backgrounds telling me that they're really appreciating what we're doing with, with this show and, and with these interviews and stuff. So like, it was a, as a fan, it was super fulfilling being there as a, as someone who's a part of this space. It was really fulfilling knowing that we're doing something right. And it was also great seeing friends. Also I can't, turbo chubs, Ryan, my, my good buddy, Ryan was at the show too. I mean, so a lot of good people and just, and also thank you to Sean Ross Sapp. I got to thank him. Cause he's also obviously my link to, to helping even get an in with a lot of these, a lot of my, I, I have my own separate ends with all the talent at this point. You know, we've, I booked, most of the people we interview, either me or you book the book that, but it's, I also got to give Sean Ross Sapp a lot of credit for like helping me get any kind of relationship with GCW where they've been so cool to me every time they come in to where I have access to the talent, great seats and all that stuff. So like that, uh, that doesn't go, that doesn't go on un- unnoticed for me. Um, I very much appreciate everything that we do here at Fightful and I, I don't know. I, 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 weekends like weekends, like what I had with GCW make me like just super happy to be a part of Fightful and just super happy to like be a part of like the independent wrestling scene, like in whatever way I can be. So it was, it was an awesome experience. Glad you had a great time, Jensen. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yeah. 
to recapping that for everybody. Now get Steph Delander on the show after she called you a bitch. I feel, I feel like she loses <clears throat> this one. <laughs> yeah, I think I tweeted. I was like, I was like, yeah, I think she's down. Yeah, she seems <laughs> she seems pretty down. I uh, I wonder if we could get her on the show. I I feel like we can. I feel like it's we'll, possible. We'll I don't I don't have that kind of relationship with Cardona, but I know I know Sean does. So maybe maybe we can make something happen. I don't know. I don't know Steph at all personally. But some of these guys, it's great. Like, you know, I went up and said, what's up to Gringo Loco? Just like to say, like, thanks for coming on our show before. And next thing I know, like, I'm interviewing the guy again right there on the spot. You know what I mean? Like, it's really cool that these people, like, even want to take the time to, you know. Especially nowadays, this is this is a separate tangent. No, you got to run the interview because you're going to be here forever this afternoon. But, like, I know there's a lot of stuff out there, too, recently. Um, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of talk in the wrestling space in the, in the, in the independent wrestling space, especially about charging for interviews. I've seen a lot of this recently. There's some wrestlers that do it. There's some wrestlers that don't. And a lot of the times it can depend on the platform that's inviting them. I get that somewhere at Fightful. I have the advantage of like, most of the time people are going to be, it's mutually beneficial, right? Because like we can get them on a, on a, on a good platform and we get a good interview. Kind of everybody wins. Um, but I just want to throw that out there too. If you're like, if you're a newer interviewer, because I'm just seeing a lot of this recently, I'm just going to say, it, I wouldn't pay for interviews at Fire Y'all. Find people, find people who are willing to do free interviews for you if you're a small creator, but also have realistic expectations. If you don't have a lot of people listening to your show or you're brand new or you're rude to people, don't feel entitled that people have to come onto your show too. And don't call people out for not coming on your show. Don't, don't say, hey, somebody didn't do my show because they wanted money. That's that's a bad move as well. I think it's a way, and if you're a wrestler, I think you're you're okay to ask for money. I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's this like this balance to it, and um, I've just seen a lot of that chatter recently. I just want to put my two cents in. When I was doing my own stuff independently, I there's no way I could have ever afforded to to pay someone for an interview to begin with. But I got way more no's and way more complete ignores than yeses. Way more. Like for every, for every 20 people I ask, someone might say yes. You know what I mean? So if you're a newer content creator or interviewer, do not go on social media and say, Hey, so-and-so said they wanted to charge. Hey, me and you, well, I won't say the names. We recently had somebody ask for a lot of money to do an interview with us. And I told you who that was privately. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I remember. And I'll never say that person's name publicly. You know what I mean? But it's like, it happened I don't remember us. who it was, so I couldn't I'll say. Tell it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was someone they want. They, they wanted. They wanted two hundred bucks from us to do an interview. And I was like, I don't remember this at I all. Like, <laughs> I like uh, yeah, I was like, not only have we never paid for an interview, I definitely wouldn't pay that. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I respect that. That was the ask. Hey, hey, I've had you know, it, 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 it is, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to throw that out there too. I've just seen a lot. I've just seen a lot of people talking about that lately, and I see both sides of it. But, um. Yeah, if, but also just be be humble and know you know your place too. Like if you're if you're like if if you're got a new podcast, don't be calling wrestlers out that don't want to do your show. Don't be doing that. But if you're a wrestler too, also don't be rude either. I mean, it's kind of like you know, in most in most scenarios, the wrestler is going to be helping you a lot more than you're helping them. In most scenarios, I you know? I find that you know we do a lot of interviews on the show. I Joel right. and I do a lot of interviews on our show. I find anytime I reach out to anybody. I either don't get a response, which is fine. Everybody's busy. I understand that. The timing might not work. 
again, understand that. Mm -hmm. Or they're very responsive and they're like, yeah, I would love to do it. And which is great. And then a lot of times I always send anybody that comes on our shows. uh, I always send them a message of like, Hey, appreciate you being on the show. And they're always very like, you know, kind back, you know, when we record these interviews with all these wrestlers, we chat for a couple minutes afterwards. And we've always had positive experience with with everybody. So don't, if you do, if you do have a negative experience, unless it becomes public, like don't make it public. It doesn't serve anything. Like it's, it's honestly nonsense. Like just let it go. Again, it's all dumb. But I also want to throw this out there for any independent wrestlers listening to this because I want to be realistic about this too. If I if I find out privately or publicly that you're trying to charge out the wazoo for people that I know that are trying to get you for interviews and you're trying to do that to them. I, there's been people I haven't reached out to for interviews before that, 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 that I don't think would charge us, that I think would do our show for free, that I'm positive would do our show for free, but I don't ask them because I'm like, I don't want to get turned down or being told that like I, that I owe you something. So just keep that out. Keep that in mind too. If you're a wrestler who's notoriously known for charging a lot of money to do independent wrestling interviews, that's probably, that's probably the reason I haven't reached out to you to do an interview. So I I don't know anything about that. I don't know who charges, who doesn't. Like I just, I just try to get people on these shows. I have no idea who. Dude, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's a quick, it's a, it's a, it's a quick message. It's a message back, and everybody's happy with everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, um, every now and then I run into something where they're, it's like they want to hold the person that I'm. I won't, I won't say their name. The person I'm talking about, they wanted just. To, pull the curtain back to, to, to tell you a little about what I deal with every now and then they wanted $200 and they wanted a, a pre-written list of all the questions sent to a manager before we did the interview. I legitimately don't remember that. Can you put it in the private chat? Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to put it. Yeah. I'll put it in the private chat. Okay. I legitimately don't remember who this was. Okay. That's amazing. I respect that ask oh okay in the the timing was like really now you're gonna like i I get you're trying to you're trying to you got the momentum right now but like that's not gonna last and you're gonna regret asking this when we come back later when the name is big anyway it's it's fine ah i do remember that now okay Mm -hmm. um that was the terms two hundred dollars cash and yeah, I'm, um, and and a pre-written list of questions. I would like that's crazy. You can they could just say no. Yeah, like if you don't want to do the interview, like don't do it. We're not going to be offended. By well, it. And it was somebody who pulled the back more. It was somebody who was willing to do a, a free interview about a year earlier that we didn't follow. Th- well, I, it wasn't it wasn't our fault that it, it, it was their it was their fault that fell through. But it was someone who wasn't charging previously, but then had just caught a little momentum recently, and now all of a sudden is. Oh, you're going to get people really when I've seen, and I've seen people booking them recently too. And I'm like, I know what they're charging. Yeah, That's nuts. Really worry, uh, wondering things here. Uh, huh? they're going to get people like really speculating on who it can be. There, there's no, there, there's literally no way anyone would guess this. And even, even if you did, I wouldn't confirm who it was either, but I've seen them doing some, some like much smaller shows recently. And I'm like, I know it, they had to have paid for that, and they're getting like. Don't give away too many clues. People will white rabbit okay. this thing. 
I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. Let's get to this interview with uh, Malcolm, who charged Malcolm. us $100 to we, do we, it. We had to, pay, we had to pay a lot to get Malcolm. Now, yeah, Paul, everything, everything, everything I just said, we had to we have to pay a lot to get Malcolm on the show. Um, and before we wrap this up, I just want to say the reason, the main reason I brought all this up is because when I go to a show like GCW, for instance, it's the exact opposite type of vibe. It's a bunch of people who are who are grateful that like there's people out there that want to help promote them. Any other independent show I go to, whether I go to Battle Slam, I'm going to get to, to action shows soon and stuff. It, it's, off, it's a totally different vibe. So it's like, I want people to know also that if you're trying to get into wrestling, podcasting and stuff, to not be afraid because most people are going to be grateful that you're asking and they're not yeah. going to ask for extra stuff. But yeah. when it happens, it's just kind of jarring. We're like, what? <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. Malcolm charged us a hundred bucks to, to do this interview. So we gladly made that con- contribution to Malcolm. Uh, yes. Malcolm, he's what is just happening in my headphones? Oh my gosh. I got some terrible feedback. This sounds awful. Um, yeah. Malcolm uh, was the first ever guest on this show. I was a, a big fan of his work back when we started this show, still a big fan of his work. But you know, the point of this show was to highlight creators like Malcolm. And then it became to highlight independent wrestlers and just wrestlers in general uh with interviews but malcolm was someone who i was a big fan of I was like you know what i want to interview this person i want to see what they're all about fantastic uh interview guest last time and now uh returning he's accomplished so much more since you last saw him on this channel so great to have malcolm on on the show uh for this interview we talk uh we talk a lot about he teases getting in the ring a lot of teases there um teases uh who he can beat up in the world of wrestling shoots on a lot of, a lot of friends, a lot of pals. And we don't, nobody likes anybody in this game. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm's great. We're going to throw it now uh, in the creators spotlight muscle man, Malcolm. McDonald's presents burger reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brabble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everyone, to the Creator Spotlight. I'm Jeremy Lambert still. That's still Steven Jensen. And below us, a name you know, a name you recognize, the first ever person who we interviewed in the Creator Spotlight 
on this show. He is back over a year later. Uh, you know him from YouTube, the host of Muscle Memory. He is a world champion powerlifter. He might be wrestling. I don't know. He keeps teasing stuff about wrestling. World famous interviewer. I'm just going to say it. Muscle man, Malcolm, with the beautiful, beautiful hat. How you doing, man? Thank you. Thank you. The best wrestling interviewer of all time, Muscle man, Malcolm. I'll allow you to go ahead and you can say that if you want. But I can say it for myself as well. Nice to meet you. Yes. Need us. Come on now. Nah, well, yeah, we've we've been we hung out in person multiple times. We talked yeah. about beating us, yeah. Um, actually, today, especially because of the way the setup is, Jeremy, Malcolm's in the middle. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Ah, that I'm, I'm gonna just kick you. Get... Nope, there, Jensen's not even on the show anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was, I was gonna say, I actually have the power to add and remove myself yes, right I now, think... so I, I actually could, but. Um, yeah, I had to get that one in like super fast. Malcolm, Malcolm, you know, big, uh, big mouth, big we got mouth. it. We got it, Jensen. Yeah. Anyways, oh, a shout out Frankie Munoz. All right. Um, Frankie Munoz. Malcolm, Malcolm how you been, man? How you been since the last time we interviewed you, dude? It's been a long time. You're your first guest ever. It was like, that was like probably what, like a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. It had to be yeah, about, it like- yeah, it's been about two years. I, the last time you guys talked to me, I was still an undergrad. I took a year off in between. Now I'm in grad school. So I'm back in another empty apartment, chilling, talking wrestling with the boys. Life is good. <laughs> let's 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 ask the hard hitting questions right off the bat. The hats, Malcolm. We we love the hats. We know that the hat, the the famous one, stolen. Correct. Oh yes, unfortunately stolen while I was sleeping in a uh, Charlotte airport, Charlotte International Airport. I hate oh. you guys. I was sleeping, and someone just took my hat. I'm like, all the stuff I had on me, all the camera gear, all the laptops, and you take the hat. I mean, that's the, it's the most valuable thing. Who cares about the? Clearly, I mean, it's all my power was in that hat, so I had to go <laughs> buy two more. So you know, it's like... <laughs> they don't know how to run a camera. They know how to wear a hat. They might not look that's good true. in it, but like you know. They know, they know how, how to rock yeah. it correctly, though. So yeah. I, I, I hope whoever took it, they're suffering slowly. So so do I. That I'm in Charlotte from North Carolina. That makes me sad that, you know, North Carolina natives just let me down like that, taking the hat. Yeah, like disgusting. That. Disgusting yeah. state. Okay. What's, your, what's your favorite kind of hat, Malcolm? Mm, my favorite kind of hat? Uh, this one. Is that one? Yeah. This, this one, yeah. Do yeah. you have a name for your hats? I think I should name it. Um, ooh, I can't think of a name on the spot. Um, uh, uh, Brock. Brock. All right. You know, you can, you can always go go well with Brock. By the way, this is – I'm doing this hat bit. Legitimately, when you interviewed Jake Hager and got his opinion on hats, like I turned that whole thing into an article because it popped me so much of just Jake <laughs> Hager reviewing hats. It was hilarious to me. Like, I've been reading the clip that too. I like. I remember doing that with him. I was like, I should make this a clip, and I just got to. So I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna go edit that since I'm, we're done doing this interview. So oh, it, 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 again, it was hilarious to me. Anything like that, like easy, easy, quick little thing. It, he does these quick reviews of everything. Oh, so so good. Like that was a tremendous, tremendous bit. So let's actually get into like interviewing stuff. And now some of these interviews, these shorter interviews that that you do what is your mindset when you go into when you only know like at the um like conventions and stuff you only got a couple minutes with a guy you can't like press on too much stuff like what's kind of your mindset when you only know you got like three four minutes with a guy i think when i interview people i think what is a good clip because i know as a smaller creator that's what's going to get the most views and the most exposure those clips that go on tiktok instagram youtube shorts 
So I kind of ask a lot of questions that I know I can go back and break down into just clips. So I'm like, let me just talk about the most popular thing that you've done. I'm going to clip that. And I'm asking another popular thing you did. I'm going to clip that and so and so for like five more questions. And then I just get a bunch of content out of it. So that's kind of where my mindset is right now. And as I start to grow more and build up like a, a stronger audience, then I'll, it'll be more conversational based and I'll have more time to really sit down and talk to these guys for, you know, your 40 minutes to an hour and whatnot. But until then, we're, we're more focused on the clips right now, getting the views out, building the name so people know who I am when I walk down the street. Everyone already knows who I am because, you know, I'm famous as hell. But, you know, more people can know me by then. How how has that been working for you? Like as far as because um, I've I've seen the the growth that that you've had over the last couple of years, especially and TikTok is the one thing that I just am not tapped into at all. Like I'm really tapped into like YouTube and certain like stuff going on in like the internet culture, but nothing as far as TikTok. But um, I know it can be something that's super super useful, and I know that you're somebody who's been doing really well with it. So if you could kind of just speak a little bit more to like maybe TikTok and shorts, like like even more specifically, like the importance of that um, a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like a really big fan of like comedians. So where I got my idea of like making a lot of clips out of like my interviews really comes from like watching a lot of comedians, uh, Matt Reif and uh, Andrew Schultz, like my two favorite right now. And I found out about them mainly through like TikTok and Instagram reels. Uh, and that really just came from clips and then going back and watching all their like full like comedy shows and whatnot. I'm really about to buy Andrew Schultz tickets probably tomorrow morning because he's going to be in Massacre Garden. I don't know why I'm promoting him, but I like him, so I want to. <laughs> um, but, um, like, seeing, like, how they clip their stuff and how big of an audience that it reaches, like, that, to me, that's, like, that's the best way I can do it because someone that, like, wants to, you know, follow me and know me, they don't have 20 minutes to try to figure out how I interview someone, but they have, like, you know, 30 seconds to figure out if I can ask a good question or not. So that's kind of, like, my, my, my mindset towards it. Obviously, there's other big wrestling media uh, personalities that also do clips as well. Uh, Denise, uh, Chris Van Vliet, et cetera. Um, so just seeing like the growth they've had as well doing uh, clips and just kind of shorter content as well as the stuff they're doing as like with their long form interviews. It's um, it's a formula that works. So, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm just gonna keep on yeah. working it. For sure, for sure. And, and you know, speaking of clips and kind of the the benefit and it can also be a detriment depending on what your what the clip is, yeah. um, it can, things can go viral. Um, I know you're a big fan of the National Wrestling Alliance. We've talked about that before. There was yeah. a clip that went super viral recently, caused some controversy. <laughs> um, there was cocaine usage on the show. We talked about that, me and Jeremy, past week. How do you feel about um, them doing that as like a big fan of the National Wrestling Alliance? And um, I guess, I guess, just what's your thoughts on that? Because like it, it caused more people are talking about the NWA right now than kind of uh they have been recently for good or for better for better or for worse yeah honestly i didn't get a chance to watch the pay-per-view so i just I, I knew the results of the show i was like oh that must have been great uh i tried to tap in really closely to like the colby carino and uh, joe alonso match big oh, fan yeah. of those two guys um so i didn't see that that spot that you're talking about that happened so um i just randomly saw an article on fightful um and you know they talked about what what substance was used during the spot and i was like oh that's interesting maybe not the greatest decision in the world to do that, especially with impending possible rumored TV deals. Um, but I'm not in charge, so that's none of my business. I saw it as, did I laugh at it? Uh-huh. I, was I entertained? Yeah. But is that a great move? We will see. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good answer. 
It doesn't feel like it was a great move based on uh, kind of information that came out today <laughs> and yeah. the TV deals that, that were signed today. <laughs> um, do you do you edit and, and clip all your own stuff, Malcolm? Uh, so right now I started to work with the editor just because like I'm super busy. But I mean, in general, though, like about 90 percent of what you see that I upload comes from me. The last 10 percent, I have someone work on it with me as well. The stuff that I feel like is like with bigger stars, I feel like can really uh, do numbers on numbers. That's why I try to send it to my guy who's like super talented at editing and like so i had like a jacob fatu interview recently i'm like okay i know anytime i interview a fatu or samoan it will always get views so i'm like here you take it clip it do whatever you need to do make it look pretty and uh they it usually goes well so i i stu- i just started working with someone uh very happy with the work he's doing and uh yeah looking to expand that team a little bit more going down the future as long as i keep raking in all the big money that i keep getting sent by the internet what do you what do you make overall? I you're you're younger than, than we are, but you know, we grew up in an age where the, the digital stuff wasn't quite as prevalent. Like it it came along, but it certainly wasn't all YouTube shorts, uh TikToks, Instagram reels, things like that. Like we are I'm very like I understand that uh YouTube shorts is like the way of the future or really the present. And I'm yeah. very hard headed of like, nah, people are just going to watch this like 20 minute interview. And for the most part, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't like, I do think clips are the way to go, but like growing up in this generation, what what is your overall impression of it? And like, do you kind of understand like where it all came from and, and how it all started compared to where it was? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the whole, like, idea of clips and stuff just comes from, like, Vine. I mean, I feel like that's, like, the originator for me in my yeah. mind. Because, I mean, Vine kind of created Musical.ly, Musical.ly kind of created TikTok. TikTok kind of created Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, Facebook Reels, if you use that. Um, so I feel like that's kind of where it came from. Um, my mindset was I never wanted to do clips as well. Like, I thought it was just, like, pointless and dumb. I'm like, they'll just just watch the interview. Like, um, you'll see if you watch it. But I also realized if I want to grow quicker – that's the that's the that's the goal. That's the goal of this whole social media game is to grow and obviously let your audience be entertained. Um, so you know, I kind of just realized I'm like, this is what works. If I'm not doing it, I'm gonna get left behind. So I just started doing it. Um, I also know streaming is a really big thing right now. Like Kick and uh, Rumble and Twitch, like p- people that are on those platforms right now are doing very well. I don't understand streaming at all, so I'm kind of like slowly trying to wrap my head around that before I just jump on a camera and start talking. Um, but that's definitely something I'm looking forward to doing maybe into next year, as soon as I like have a full grasp of how that really works. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like you just gotta just know what the trends are on the internet and you gotta follow them. And if you don't, then you fall off. That's on you, fam. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more opportunity than ever when it comes to all the different platforms, like what kicks doing right now is incredibly interesting. The money that they're throwing around and the people that they're getting is, yeah, it's, it's really it's definitely something for people to keep their eyes on. Um, as far as like, you know, you mentioned Vine, uh, kind of like small world. I, I actually, uh, I, I resisted my urge to double dab just then because it made me think of Logan Paul, someone who became very famous from Vine, who's now a United States champion. You're drinking prime. There you go. There's the Maverick right there, part of the low gang. Um, how does it feel to see Logan Paul win the United States championship, beating a legend in Rey Mysterio nonetheless? I mean, Ray Mysterio is a terrible father, so, I mean, he kind of deserved it, personally. But, I mean, I think it's really cool. I mean, a lot of people have different opinions on Logan Paul. They're all very justified opinions because, he, ha- you know, he has his controversies as sure. a YouTuber. 
um, as a social media creator. But I mean, I think the dude is so athletic and so he just took to wrestling so easily. I mean, I don't think I've seen someone take to wrestling so like fast and a smooth transition than like maybe like a Kurt Angle or Ronda Rousey, honestly, like the level of like, and he's not even an Olympic athlete or like a, you know, former UFC women's champion or anything. So like the scene just kind of come in and just learn wrestling as if like he's been doing it on the Indies for 15 years. Uh, it's been incredible to see. So it's kind of, it's one of those situations where like, you don't necessarily need to like him to just understand like this dude's money. And that's just the end of it. Like you just have to know, like what you're seeing is, is money. And what you're seeing is probably a future world champion and probably a future Hall of Famer. So you might as well just jump on the, the train, bro, because he's going to be here for a while. And I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of what he's doing, for sure. I think I, I think he just definitely deserves credit. Um, but, I mean, he has controversies. A lot of a lot of these guys do, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I'm trying to think, like, who else, who else from, like, that space do you think may get involved or should get involved like do you think like ksi like we get more involved in wrestling especially since logan so done so well at it like they're so famous together as a team and like who else do you think from that world maybe might cross over yeah i mean ksi was definitely the first name i was thinking about because i mean he obviously did a spot at wrestlemania with logan Uh, he mentioned to kathy kelly that he would wrestle bobby lashley which i was like oh that's random okay cool um i think now because like he just came off that loss or draw or robbery depending on how you see it with tommy fury um, that he's taking some time away from boxing currently. So maybe there's an opportunity for him to jump into Rumble. That's kind of my prediction, at least. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past WWE to bring in Jake Paul at some point. That's literally Logan's brother, and he's a massive star. Whether you like him or hate him, he's just a massive star. I personally think those are the three guys that actually can come over to like a WWE or an AEW like, level company and actually make like a real impact. I feel like Every other YouTuber or big content creator I can think of just doesn't look like a professional wrestler. Um, half of them barely look like professional boxers. But yeah. like, I, I don't think most of them would look, you know, right as a pro wrestler. Um, I mean, you just got to think about it. like Mr. Beast in WWE would not be cool. Well, I think I, um, I think he would be massive for the brand though, because so many kids love yeah. WWE and like they Mr. Beast is so massive. I was actually going to ask you. This is a good that you brought this up. So are you familiar at all with what's going on with the Moist Wrestling League with Moist Critical? Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He turned on the lead recently. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, they had, like, like Warhorse was, like, a part of it and stuff. Like, he's actually got some, like, people in there. And he did a video with, uh, yeah, with uh, um, Malachi Black came in and, like, trained those guys and stuff. So, like, Moist Critical, a.k.a. Penguin Zero, Charlie, like, he's got a bunch of aliases <laughs> online. Um, how do you feel about like, – because, like, this dude – He's running, for people who might not know, he started his own wrestling re- league recently. They're running, like, shows on, yeah, they're running on YouTube, and he has such a massive YouTube channel. They're, like, like he has, like, 10, maybe, like, 10 million plus, like, YouTube subscribers, and then a, a ton of Twitch subscribers as well, and so on and so forth. Massive personality. So they're getting, like, way more views than, like, your average, like, wrestling company would just because it's on his channel, and he just started doing this. And, like, no one's really talking about it in our space yet. And I'm over here kind of in the corner, like, yo, like, this is kind of a big deal going on over here. Like, no one really – but so I just kind of put that on, on your radar if maybe you didn't know about it and, like, kind of let you know that there are people getting in the wrestling space right now that are just massive YouTubers similar to boxing that just have big followings and are, like, getting in this space now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I actually did not even know about that. Like, I'm a big fan of um, of him. He has too many names to go by. But, yeah, my best friend is, like, a big fan of him. So, like, he showed me him, like, last year or two years ago. 
I did not. I, I knew he's like interested in wrestling on some level, but I didn't realize he had like a league going. So just yeah, I'm gonna look into that. That's dope. Yeah, just his own yeah. promotion. Y'all should check it out. I, I commented on like a post like maybe like a year ago. It was he was like talking about like hey, I might start a wrestling league, and I was like, dude, I got interviewed for Fightful, and he, I never heard back. But there was all these comments under it that were like vouch, vouch, vouch. There was like all these people that were like, dude, get the interview, and I was like, if I ever hear back from this guy, I absolutely will. So um, there, there's yeah, it's 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 blowing up even more in uh. And on the internet, maybe where's the base, dude? I, I'm honestly not sure. Um, I think he lives, I believe he lives in like Tampa, Florida. Okay, so I think that they probably run out of there, but he also like he owns like you know his own esports league, moist esports, and like yeah, what, yeah. He, he's just such like his massive brand. He's this guy who just sits around in a white t shirt and just talks about <laughs> internet culture, you know. He's Jack, like, too, like he got muscles, like he's big. He, he, well, he's he's like little, but like he's he's like fit, it's like it's yeah, hard yeah. to explain, yeah. So but yeah, anyway, Jeremy has no idea what we're talking no, about. No, no, right no, no. So here's the thing. I actually oh. do know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I've heard of this moist wrestling. Like I've I got sent this a while ago of like you should check this out. This is this new wrestling. And I just kind of dismissed it because I didn't really understand what it actually was, how big I guess it actually is. Uh, but no, I've actually heard of this. So I know a little bit about it. I can't say I know as much as you, Jensen, wow. but I yeah. have heard a little it's bit about fascinating. it. Fascinating. I'm gonna look Speaking of this. clips, Malcolm. <laughs> If you want a clip, clip this, get it on TikTok, and we'll get some attention to you and to Moist Wrestling. Maybe you can Hell do some yeah. stuff with that league on YouTube. That'd be sick. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to clip this for sure. Hell I got yeah. you. There we go. There we go. Okay. Powers let, combined. Let, let me let me get get things back away from, from Moist Wrestling here, okay. uh, but still in, in the same space here. A, a league that is uh, done very well for themselves that kind of was created based on internet buzz, uh, DPW. You've been a regular at their shows, Malcolm. Like, what, what is the, the vibe there? And what's it been like uh, working a little hand-in-hand hand with DPW? Yeah, so I was there during, like, the earlier years of DPW. I did some backstage interviewing. Um, the guys over there are always great. I mean, like, I, I felt like I was always treated super well over there. Um, I haven't really been there in, a, in like, a few, like, a year or so. But um, I, I feel like DPW, honestly, in my opinion, is, like, the hottest independent promotion in the world. Um, I they just actually curate stars that really do get signed. I mean, we're seeing it now. Uh, Jay Malachi, Lucky Ali, um, amazing, amazing talents. Uh, very happy for them, especially Lucky Ali. He's from my like area as well in D.C. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they really make stars. Like The people that go to those shows are like the most dedicated wrestling fans you will ever see. And that's coming from a world of GCW that we live in. DBW fans are built different. And like they, they really understand wrestling. The people that run it understand wrestling. They understand media and how it works. And that's why DPW is such a big success. So like nothing but credit to them. They're doing great. Uh, they haven't had a miss yet, and I don't think they're gonna miss anytime soon. So shout out DPW. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I, there was another company I wanted to ask you about, but Jamie, do you have a follow up about DPW? No, go ahead. Um, I um I also I, I was watching MLW recently, yeah. and I saw Alice Kane come out to the ring, do my A Fight Club, and I was like. Wait a second, is that Malcolm? How'd yeah. that happen? Alex Kane. <laughs> he asked me, and I was like, sure, yes. Plus. Yeah, no, Alex Kane is a great dude. I mean, I'm so happy that he became world champion. Uh, I've interviewed this guy maybe four or five times now, and, like, I, it's always one of my favorite people to talk to. Like, I feel like the interviews with him are always, like, the vibes are always there. Uh, he's a great wrestler. He's a great person. So, I mean, it's great to see him as world champion, him, like, give back to me. Uh, just had that little opportunity, which has meant the world to me as well. You might you might see me pull up at Fightland as well, November 18th, Fight TV, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, Alex saying he's, he's a great guy. Um, 
I'm just super happy that he's a world champion. He's getting that recognition that he actually deserves um, as like a real force in wrestling. So shout out him, man. I mean, he got Fatu coming up. Then he probably has Cardona if he defeats Fatu. I mean, he, he has he's a he's a busy he's a busy schedule coming up. And I'm just happy to be part of the like, little pit, little part of his match, a little part of his career. But yeah, it was really dope. I was very nervous um, walking out there. I didn't realize I didn't realize I get nervous at things. I'm actually a, a pretty calm, confident person most of the time. Um, and also really attractive and great looking, but like for some reason I got really nervous and I was like, wow, the minute I walked out there, I was like, this is dope, but I'm scared, but this is really dope. It was like the weirdest feeling in the world and I won't experience it again. So Fightland, nice to meet you. My name is Muscle Man Malcolm. Let's, let's talk. So I kind of have two follow-ups on that, two different directions on the follow-up. One being the nervousness, and you were on uh, national broadcast. Good day, good day, Fox. Uh, good day, DC. Right? Um, yeah. And you know, you corrected the person. You're like, no, Muscleman Malcolm, strongest pro wrestling interview ever. Like, I, it doesn't feel like you get nervous, but just kind of walk me through that that whole appearance, and and specifically, which is the, your your pen tweet for people who don't know, uh, specifically that moment where you were just like, "I'm going to correct you, like you're going to get this right, and I'm going to make my my presence felt on this show." Yeah, I, I don't I don't know where I got the balls to correct someone on Apple Television <laughs> from. Honestly, um, I, I I I wanted to say sorry after, but I, I think she found it funny, so I was like, "All right, I guess I don't need to." But I felt kind of bad almost saying it, but I was like, "Well." You only get one shot, so I might as well shoot it. Um, yeah, bro, I, I get nervous a lot. Like, I'm just a very quiet person when I'm not talking on camera. So, like, it was it was a very weird moment because, like, before I got on camera, I think they were, like, a little nervous. I, like, wasn't going to speak up or talk because I was very quiet just sitting backstage, kind of just hello to, like, two people and just kind of just sat there because I'm just a normal, quiet person. And then, like, it all came out once the camera was rolling because that's just how my personality works. Um, yeah, man, uh, it, it's a weird feeling because, like, I know myself and I know, like, I just don't – I'm not a big talker in general, but then as soon as, like, a camera goes, I just can't, like, shut up. So I don't know why I'm like that, but I like it. It's a good vibe. <laughs> I like it. It is a good vibe. All right, my, my other follow-up, again, completely different direction. We've talked about MLW. We've talked about appearances you, you've kind of made, whether it's an interviewer on screen, talked about influencers making transition to boxing and wrestling and all this stuff. So, you know, strongest YouTuber, strongest interviewer, best interviewer. We know you got the charisma, Malcolm. When's it happen? When we, Last time you were on this show, you said you want to work with NWA. You want to be World's Heavyweight Champion. That's what you said on this show. So I did When's that. it happening? I don't know about the NWA world champion part. Um, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you all this, man. I mean, like it would to have all this personality and great looks and great fashion sense and just overall charisma and great speaking ability and everything that a pro wrestler needs. I mean, it'd be a shame if I didn't grace that ring at least once. So I feel like that has to happen in 2024. It probably will happen in 2024. If we're being honest. I mean, like, for all you guys know, I could be going to wrestling training after this. I could have came from wrestling training. I could be in the gym right now. This could be a this would be a green screen. There could be wrestling going on behind me. You don't know. It's not a it's green screen. Quiet if it is. I have really good microphone, <laughs> and that's why you don't hear anything. But I digress. I mean, I think it's gonna happen. Um, you know, if anyone wants to step up, it's a real question. I think most of these wrestlers are scared of me. Um, they, they like when I talk to them and ask them questions to make them feel good, but they don't want to wrestle me because like they don't want to step to me. I'm a CrossFitter now. All right. I'm on a different level. That means I think I'm better than everyone. So like I, I'm different. Okay. 
Is that a thing in the CrossFit world? The, the cross, it does feel like CrossFit people put themselves on a pedestal. A I understand bit. why they do because like the amount of cardio and strength you need to even be like decent at that sport is crazy. I mean, I thought I was perfect already as a powerlifter. I've been humbled so much during CrossFit. I never ran so much in my life and said until like when I was like wrestling in high school, I ran a lot. But like this is like a level of like running and lifting at the same time that's just unneeded. And I don't know why we do it. It's supposed to be for functional strength. I don't feel functional. I just feel like I'm just tired all the time. But for some reason it works. And I think that's going to transition over to the pro wrestling ring when I defeat a wrestler, a YouTuber, whoever wants to step up, get smacked up. Um, it's going to work out in my favor. Let me let me throw some names at you. you. You let me know if you, you know, you're, you're willing to step up okay. to these guys. All right. Yep. So the first one I'm going to throw at you is another man who likes to, to wear a hat. Yeah. That's Brian Keith. My good friend, Brian Keith. I mean, like, I love that guy. But, I mean, I hate the Cowboys, and he's from Texas. So, um, yeah, I mean, he gets smacked for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let, let me let me throw a, another name. Uh, he's been on our show before. Let me throw two names at you. They 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 were just GCW. They just won the GCW tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo. Yeah, I mean, I've I've met them before. Great guys. Um, they came to DPW. Met Kevin. Great guy. I mean, just because I think you're great doesn't mean that I don't think I can like smack you. Like I think I can I can smack them. Do I think I would win? Not necessarily, but that's, it doesn't matter about if you win or you lose. It's about the clips and the highlights. So, like, my personality, I, I personally think that I could smack them, and I might get killed for it, but I can do it and try and lose, but it'll be a highlight. I got, I got two more for you. You, you mentioned highlights. You mentioned clips. You mentioned yeah. going viral and things like that. The, the, the most indie viral god out there, Matt Cardona. Now, I love Matt Cardona. Um, I've interviewed him a lot, um, and he's a great guy. I will never have a bad word to say about him. I don't think I would win. He's a bit too jacked for my liking. Um, I think I think I could stun him if I wore a John Cena shirt and I wore, like, an Eve Torres mask, and he'd be confused. <laughs> and then I would smack him, and then he would beat me up, but I would smack him. And that's the part that matters because that's the clip. I cut out where he beats me up, and I just clip the part that works for me. All right, last one. Dream match of all dream matches here, Malcolm. Omas. I mean, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't smack my dad. I mean, that's crazy. You don't go, you don't smack a king, you know? I mean, like, yeah. if anything, I'd be his tag partner, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, I know, I just wouldn't wrestle him. That's, that's my... It's one of my many, many African-American fathers in this <laughs> Or just African. He's just African. Uh, Mark Henry, Biggie, Bobby Lashley, Omos. All of them, yeah. yeah. Is Omos the top? Is he is he the top donor of that group? No, no, that's Mark Henry for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your love for Omos, baby. I mean, look, Omos Sapien stand up. You, you got it. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, if you're not homo sapien, honestly, I don't think you're like living your life correctly. Like, there's a way to like wrestling, and it starts at the top. And that's seven <laughs> foot four of Nigerian giant Omos. And anything like you can like your Rollins and your Reigns and all that kind of stuff. But last time I checked, they're not seven foot tall. They're short compared. So like, if you want to like wrestling, you have to like larger than life. If you want larger than life, you like you have to like Omos. If you don't like Omos, you don't like larger than life. If you don't like larger than life, you don't like wrestling. If you don't like wrestling, you're a dork. 
Dude, I I agree with everything you just said. That line of thinking was incredibly accurate. I'm a big Homo sapien myself. I I, I, I like the guy. I um I, I don't watch the WWE super closely at the moment. What do they have him doing? Is he doing anything right now on the show, Elmos? Oh, sad answer. He, he's busy. He's busy. Okay, he's too big <laughs> for it. I get it. Like he's too big. See, that, that, and that's that's the only thing I was ever afraid of with them is they just wouldn't know how because. He isn't just a big guy. He's a big guy who actually like can move pretty well and like does have a grasp on like what he's doing out there. Like it, it isn't like, you know, I don't want to name names, but in like the NBA, like Sean Bradley was kind of the guy who everyone knew as like kind of the uncoordinated guy who was seven plus and like, you know, just, but Omos isn't that like, I think they have really something there in him and people kind of like to like tongue in cheek roast him or whatever, but I, I don't get that. Honestly, I, 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 I like him. Let's think about it like this. Every WrestleMania match Omos has had has been against a world champion. He he tagged with AJ and defeated Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods as well. And then the next year, Bobby Lashley, former world champion, and then Brock Lesnar. I'm just saying Omos has the best WrestleMania matches ever. You got your Hogan's and versus Rock, but then you have your Omos versus Bobby. And that's real wrestling when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know you're bringing a powerlifting and you said that Mark Henry is like the main uh like opponent and just dad yeah yeah right of course that number one yes um it's 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 just kind of um interesting timing that like just the other day i was talking to somebody who's kind of like a non-wrestling fan but mark henry came up in that conversation and they were like oh yeah mark henry badass like they're like they knew mark henry like they didn't know a whole lot of wrestlers but like mark henry was a guy that they were like oh he was badass like he was the strongest strongest man like they like they remembered that so and uh and they'd even remembered seeing like some of his like clips from when he was doing lifting. I remember they used to show him like actually doing the lifting and stuff on the show. And I was, so he let, he really left like a real lasting impression. So uh, it'd be cool if you can kind of be one of those guys for the next generation, man, kind of like, you know, get that tourist patch to you. Yeah. I mean, like me and dad used to go to the gym a lot. He taught me how to bench. I mean, he taught me how to deadlift, he taught me how to squat. I mean, honestly, yeah, it'd be great to like carry his legacy, Malcolm Henry in the building. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, there was um who was it there was somebody within like the last couple of years that was doing he put, did like the nation gear on nxt and he got hurt and i don't know what's happened to him since you know who, is who i'm talking about is it odyssey, Jones? odyssey yeah yeah yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, 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 is he around still i haven't seen him in a while i think he's, he's still signed right i feel like he got drafted and they just haven't i yeah, think i actually watched him I watched him uh, face Cameron Grimes in a dark match on SmackDown earlier this year. Because I thought like yeah, he had he a lot of potential too. I don't know what like a, and, uh, is, Otis is a powerlifting guy also, isn't he? Like came from that world? Or, I or think he was, he was like a wrestler. a wrestling guy. He was an amateur wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. He looks like a powerlifter. He's like stocky like a powerlifter. But yeah, he wrestling background. But yeah, anyway, this kind of came to mind. Those bigger dudes who like, I feel like could still kind of break out and be something big. How do you yeah. feel about like, um, who is it? Ivar right now is out on his own. Yeah. Um, yeah, how's he doing? Yeah, I saw he had a pretty good match last night. I actually watched think, a little bit of Raw last night. I think any guy that has like any meat on their bones is the best wrestler in the world. I mean, <laughs> on, on Dynamite, we're getting Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. Keith yeah. Lee's another one of my bats. He's actually dad number six. Um, so I mean, like, any if you got meat on your bones, you're a great wrestler. If you're too skinny, I don't like you, but like, you need you gotta be big. I need you to be 300 pounds plus. Then we could talk. Speaking of uh, of AEW, I when me and you. I think if I think it was the last time me I, I know I've seen you in person at least once, maybe two or at least maybe twice actually twice, at shows yeah. in Atlanta. And one of the shows, um, Isaiah Cassidy performed on yeah. the event. Um, 
what was that experience like getting to interview him? Cause you had a pretty cool setup in there where you got like your whole little area and you did a, a video interview with him. Yeah. I mean, they know when Malcolm comes in the building, they had to treat me right. You know, VIP, <laughs> they put me in the VIP section. I mean, it was, you know, used to it. Um, no, he was very nice. I mean, I don't think I've had, I've had no interactions with wrestlers, like doing interviews or whatnot. It's ever been negative. Um, I mean, you could say that has to do with like just the wrestlers being great people, but I think it more has to do with just me being great. Um, personally, because I mean, like everyone gets upset about stuff, but no one gets upset at me. So I mean, I just think it has to do with me just being such a great and humble and kind person that, uh, yeah, I always have great experiences. I I cannot name one wrestler, and if I could think of one, I also wouldn't tell you um, that I ever had a bad experience with. So life's good. You could just bury Cardona. That just no, he was also he was very nice. No, He's Cardona like, is fantastic. Cool. I everybody everybody that comes on the show though because like cardona's personality on on screen personality is his on-screen personality right like he's he's a dick he's a heel that's that's just who he is so when we get wrestlers on here they just ask him to bury cardona and then they'll shoot on the you know the on-screen cardona when they talk about cardona off screen it's like he's the most helpful guy he always tries to give you merch ideas you know he tells you like go sell this go sell that like get yourself over how to get yourself over type of things but yeah like i i have nothing but great great experiences with them i mean like yeah i mean every time i talk to like alex kane i always try to uh, bring in a cardona question because i know he'll go off on cardona yeah and then like i know i can tweet it and i know cardona (laughs) will probably respond to it exactly so like i always love cardona like he's the easiest person to talk to and also like i was such a massive fan of his when i was 11 like zach Ryder was like the guy for me like there was zach Ryder, and then there was john cena so like it's always like a pleasure to talk to him Exactly. Cardona knows the game and the wrestlers who work with him know the game. But then yeah, you want to talk about the actual person. Fantastic guy. The, the handful of times that, that I've met him and talked to him. Uh, one person who's not a great guy. I'm trying to get you to bury this person. Literally like the nicest person on earth. But I'm trying to get you to bury him. Chris Van Vliet. This dude sucks. Just terrible. I got nothing I'm on screen here. here. I'm on screen here, like <laughs> next to Jeremy as he's doing this. I don't want that to represent me. I like. This. I can't say anything bad about him. I mean, like he he gives he gives me so much time whenever I see him at these independent shows, and he'll like just he'll go through like my channel and tell me what I need to fix. Uh, he'll he'll compliment a lot of stuff. He'll like just he'll criticize himself in a in a good way and a positive feedback. Um, I always learn something talking to him. I, I feel like I can talk to him for five minutes, and I feel like I've learned like thirty minutes worth of information. Like great dude just just wonderful guy just uh, our new tag team name me and chris is uh chris van black man <laughs> wait a second hold on are are you teaming because the last i saw it was you you were trying to do the the van vliet against malcolm yeah. agenda here so i'm trying to push that malcolm i'm trying to promote here oh yeah i mean okay chris if you're watching this man you know i i, I mess you up I mean, like we can do, we can do boxing, we can do ballet, whatever you want to be. You said chess boxing. We're we're chess fans boxing. of chess boxing here. We I can, don't know how together. to play chess, but I will figure it out. And we can play checkers as well if you want to. I will mess you up and everything. I will say, I I assume people know I'm being facetious with all this stuff, but like Chris Van Vliet, literally like the nicest dude in the whole world, and that's why like Denise Salcedo is always just one one of my good friends, and I try to get people to be mean to her because she's also a sweetheart. Van Vliet, when I when I met him, I was with Sean, and Sean said something like jokingly of like, "Oh yeah, you stole that from us," and Van Vliet's like. Oh my God! Did I? Did I? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this happened. And then Sean's like, "No, I'm kidding, Chris." And he he apologized for apologizing. Like he's he's the nicest dude 
in the He's world. Canadian, that's why. Every Canadian is <laughs> super nice. I do, I, do a show, I do a show with a Canadian uh, three days a week. He's the worst person ever. So no, I, I don't think all Canadians are great. I, I don't quite agree with that. Yeah, that I, mean, I mean, Christian is also not a great Exactly. Great exactly. He's like dads all the time. So he's crazy for that. <laughs> Fantastic heel. <laughs> great deal. Great deal. He's like, no, Van Vliet's great. I just saw you guys had a, a little, little something going on. On, so I'm trying to push this stuff. I'm willing to know Van Vliet is and hug them. Oh, oh, sorry. I will fight and hug everyone. <laughs> yes, there you go. People, people forget Van Vliet's trained. Like the two of y'all could 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 legitimately go out there and wrestle. I like the idea of this. Yeah, I mean, I would gladly wrestle him. I mean, it wouldn't be much of a wrestling match. It'd be more of like me just like punching his face a bunch. Until the point that you just you he won't be able to do interviews anymore if I just keep punching his face and he won't have that great looking face anymore, so he can't do those great interviews. And then since he won't be able to do those great interviews, who are they gonna watch? Me. So honestly, I don't even want to do a wrestling match with him. I don't want to do chess boxing. I want to do mixed martial arts. Oh, I would gladly punch him in the face, not because I think he's a bad person. He's incredibly nice, but like he's just a bit too good looking, and I need more people watching me. Okay. Who's better looking, him or John Alba? <sighs> That's a good looking dude. I'll, I'm still gonna put Chris on top though. I mean, I think they're both some attractive looking gentlemen, but I mean, Chris Van Vliet is really that guy. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. They get compared to each other a lot. They do. John, Alba's gonna be so mad when he hears this, by the way. <laughs> great, because like they both got great hair, you know? Oh, so yeah, stay, stay still. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't move. Like it just yeah. it's like locked it. I don't understand it. I'm a hack. Chris, Chris has got to let me kiss his hair. I've kissed John Alba's hair. Chris has got to let me kiss his hair so I can compare you know, which hair is a better kisser. Yeah, he, he only wants to do it because of the hair. You know, compare. <laughs> that's that's the only reason. Um. Hey, speaking of like, you know, wrestling media personalities, you know, wrestling. Um, it came out the other day that Sean Ross Sapp's going to wrestle Shaz McKenzie. That seemed to cause quite the uh, quite the stir on social media. How did you feel about that announcement? I mean, I feel like because I plan to wrestle, I feel like Sean just took my spotlight personally. <laughs> Actually, I hope he gets injured, honestly. I hope he breaks his leg. I hope he breaks his leg in 12 different places and can't move from that stupid chair. I say this, and I love you, Sean, but I feel like you kind of took my spotlight a little bit, and I just don't appreciate that. And yes, I understand I'm on Fightful and this is kind of like your thing, but like, I just don't care. I don't like it. And I, I'm praying on your downfall and I pray to God you get hurt. Um, that's the end of my sentence. Um, we <laughs> can also mix it up in uh, an octagon anytime you would like. Um, oh, the Sean's, division might be a little different, but I'm yeah. prepared to punch you in the mouth. Uh, Sean's got legit like training, like legit like catch wrestling, jujitsu training like yeah i got a lot of jiu-jitsu training also i just don't brag about it because you know i'm not a sport <laughs> so you know i i gladly can also grapple with him and it will be a bad night for him because i'm gonna put this heavyweight hustle on him and it's not gonna be good so whatever he wants to do we can do it but i'm honestly just praying december whatever the match is that he breaks his leg in 12 different spots that's all i need Shazza might make sure of it which would be fantastic sure. I, I don't want sean to actually it hurt that was i crazy. nope i do <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not kidding <laughs> uh who else can we just bury on this show this is fantastic i love burying people honestly i think everyone deserves to get buried all right we, we don't need to, to fight these people but samira ella j they i will fight both of them okay fair <laughs> I hate best them 
Best I, honestly, I, I feel like they keep trying to attach themselves to like my spotlight. Like, oh, we're all coming up. No, no, we're not all coming up. I'm coming up, and you guys are just there. I guess is is me, Malcolm. I'm the one. I'm him. I'm that guy. I love you took Samira's phone for her vlog. That was amazing. Because, I mean, honestly, respectfully, like, I mean, like, who was going to watch it unless I was on it? So I, <laughs> I put the camera where it belongs. So that's on me. I mean, uh, she's great. Love her. But let's be real. It, it, the views ain't it unless I'm on it. So let's just let's just be real. Give me the camera. I'll do the talking. And they'll hand it back to you afterwards. And that's what I did. And she, in whatever ad, whatever money has to say, she makes off of that video. I want 80%. All $2 she makes. <laughs> Ella, terrible food opinions. Like, just awful. I also like her. Hate yeah, her. Fair. Hate Honestly, her. fair. Yeah, sure. I'm going to Survivor Series with her, but hate her. <laughs> I I hope, don't let her pick what you guys, like, eat. You got to mm -mm. just shut all that down immediately. Mm -mm. I, I'm going to eat vegan the entire time I'm there just to <laughs> just stir the pot a little bit. Hey, let, let's be nice to people. Let's see if we can try to do that. Who do you like, Malcolm? Anybody in the, this this content creation game that you actually like? I like myself. Fair. Yeah. Good answer. I mean, honestly, I don't really like anyone in the space. It's more like I'm just trying to get what I need out of this space for me. Um, I like the wrestlers I interview. Um, as far as media people, guys are nice. Um, I don't hope you guys break your leg or anything. I do hope Sean does. Um, <laughs> I like Van Vliet. I mean, I, I think he's a bit too good looking, though. So that's like my only issue with him. But, you know, there's nothing he can do about that. He's just, God just blessed him. Um, Denise is very nice. I met her for the first time in person. Um, very nice. Very short. But very nice. Um, definitely short. Very short. Definitely yeah. short. But she was cool. She was cool. Good people. Yeah, I mean, I guess I like some people. But I'm mainly just me and Omos. That's, that's my vibe. I respect it. What do you think of wrestlers doing podcasts? Like they're, they're trying to creep on our space here. And I'm not like super appreciative of that all the time. I don't know. I, I mean, honest, honest opinion. I don't know if I really like it. I think it's a bit, Ooh, it's a bad opinion. I'll say it. Anyway. I feel like it's a bit corny. I mean, I just feel like you're like, it, it takes the believability for me out of it. When I see you just making a podcast as well. And just talking about like what you did 30 years ago. I don't know if I'm a giant fan of it, honestly. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's a bit weird to me. Not fair. Like, I yeah. think there are some good wrestler podcasts. Well, like, there's definitely some good ones. I mean, like, Hulk yeah. Banner's great. My um, Iconics have a show. I watch that, like, pretty consistently. They're really good. Um, Matt Cardona talks more about, like, wrestling figures. So I feel like that, like, differs from his personality, which, to me, I can, like, draw the line and, like, it's different and cool. But there's some people, and I won't drop names, but personally, I just think it's, like, you, you sound corny, respectfully. Should drop names. Oh, we could really make some some click headlines no, out no, of no, this. No, 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 we no. drop some names. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, where do you go from there? We're just going to sit here and bury people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can go back to my shirt on snap. I mean, I really hope you break your leg in that match. <laughs> I mean, like, I honestly do. Like, yeah, I feel like you really stole that spotlight from me. I know you have more followers, so more people saw what you're doing and less what I was doing. But I, I know you saw what I was doing. And that's the part that bothers me, that like you took my spotlight like that. That's crazy. Stealing from a small creator is wild of you. That's crazy. So I pray on your downfall. I pray the worst <laughs> of you. And but happy Thanksgiving as well. So. Do you do you have like are you worried about any type of backlash with that whenever you do step into the ring? Because look, Sean's about to do it. He's gotten a ton of flack for it. Um, I know uh, Simon Miller just wrestled on impact and he got like some, some comments, not quite as much. 
I think some people realize of like, oh, Sean is a quote unquote reporter, journalist. Simon Miller is like a content creator. There's the balloons. Uh, like you <laughs> yourself that. also is like you are an interviewer kind of content creator. You don't, yeah. I don't think you fancy yourself as a journalist like, like Sean kind of does. Like, but are you worried about like any type of backlash from like getting in the ring and doing a match? I don't think so because like I think anyone that follows me at this point, and I think the people that eventually will follow me because of whatever match I do have. Um, it probably be against Chris Van Vliet when I smack his like great looking face. Um, I think people understand my personality is very just unserious. So I feel like that translates well to if I became like a wrestler for a match or two. That like obviously I'm not trying to like be, go become WWE champion. I'm just kind of here just to do something entertaining. I, I feel like if you look at it like that, it's pretty understandable to see why I would do that. Like it just kind of adds up my personality. So I feel like when Sean Ross Sapp gets like that kind of flag, personally, I don't think. As much as I want him to break his leg in 10 different places, 12 different places, 15 different places. Um, as much as I like, you know, want that for him, I also don't think it's really that needed because I, I do know the guy is actually trained. So, like, I, it makes sense why he would wrestle. Simon Miller has always been super entertaining to me. So, like, again, it makes sense why he would wrestle. Dude's also yoked. It just makes sense. He's big. Um, yeah, I don't understand why people do that. I mean, to me, all – well, what's what Eric Bischoff said? Like, controversy equals cash or something. So, like, if you're talking about me, I don't really care. As long as you just hit the follow and like button, you can say what you want personally. I just, I can turn off Instagram. So, like, it doesn't bother me that much. And most of these people, like, do follow Sean. He does the yeah. bit where he's like, yeah. Yeah. Simon Miller looks shockingly like Christopher Daniels. I thought it was Christopher Daniels at first. And Christopher got, like, yoked this yeah. shirt. Like, Simon's big. <laughs> big. Yeah. He's been training and working at it for, like, a long time now. Yeah. Like, it's been years. So, it's, it's cool that, like, because he's a guy who, like, isn't just getting on the show because of his following. Like, he clearly put a lot of work in to, to be as good as he is in there. So, yeah, massive respect to him for what he's doing. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's really that fair when people give them, like, that kind of flack. So, I'm like, well, if you put in the work, I mean, I feel like you deserve the reward of it. I mean, I feel like I don't I don't like the idea of like people label you just as a YouTuber, but like you chose a path that got you to where you need to be quicker. Someone else could have done the same thing, but they didn't. So like it's not fair to like crap on them because they chose a path that got them success quicker by showcasing their actual talent when like they decided to maybe go a more traditional route, which is nothing wrong with that, but go to like wrestling school or wrestling for five, six, seven years and then show up on a big show where people are still a little unfamiliar with you compared to a YouTuber that kind of just does it, figures out how to wrestle as well, and then pops in. I mean, like, it, we all got avenues. If you take the wrong one, that's your choice. So let someone yeah. else do theirs. I mean, it could even happen at the highest level of entertainment with someone like Bad Bunny. I mean, like, he doesn't have to get involved in wrestling at all, but he loves it, and, like, he clearly put the work in to do it, and, like, his matches are good. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't look – he clearly respects it, and, like, he fits in great, and he brings in a ton of extra eyes – to be completely honest, I had no idea. Like, I'd heard the name Bad Bunny. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know his music, nothing. Sure. And because he was on the show, then I started realizing he was everywhere. I started, like, seeing him, realizing, like, oh, my gosh, my stepbrother listens to this guy's music all the time. And, like, I, this is what, I've seen his face everywhere. And it's like – but that crossover can be super mutually beneficial. And, like and, – and once again, you can't hate on somebody just because, like – you can you can hate on someone I feel like if they didn't put the work in like you're saying, but if someone if someone like Logan Paul or something like that, or someone like Simon Miller, like yeah, you have your internet fan base, but you also put the work in. So like it's yeah. it's a win-win for everybody, really. As long as like you're putting in the work, I feel like that's the only part that matters. Like whatever avenue you took is what you took. But it's like if you can prove that you actually put forth effort to get what you deserved or to get like the opportunities that you're getting, 
then I feel like it really shouldn't matter regardless. Like one, he's putting in the work too. The money's going to charity. It's not like he's even making a dime off of yeah, for this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's all yeah. going to charity. Uh, Malcolm, as as we start to to wind down here a little bit, you know, we I think we asked this last time, but we'll ask it again. Dream interviews for you. I've accomplished a lot of them recently, so like I'm very happy with that. I just talked to Jeff Hardy over the summer, and that was really dope. That was a good interview. Um, that was a really good interview. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. He was so cool. He was just sipping on a monster that I asked him. He said sure, and then we did it. It was dope. Um, I feel like my dream interviews right now, um, I would say Omas, obviously. I feel like I have to say that. Um, I would say Cody Rhodes would be a dream one. I'm trying to go outside of WWE, maybe make it a little more realistic as well. Um, Zeta Steele, she's like on fire right now in Independence. Uh, I I trained in MCW the same time that she was at MCW. Um, obviously, she's way more talented than I'll ever be. But I definitely want to talk to her soon. Brian Keith, I want to talk to him soon. Um, yeah, I'll put it, I'll leave it at that right now. You know, the other stuff will just pop in when it happens. KSI, I'm with KSI. <laughs> All right, you got yeah. one question to ask Cody Rhodes because I know Cody's the dream interview for Jensen as well. Yeah. You got one question to ask Cody Rhodes. What are you asking him? Oh man, um, 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 do you believe in God? Because I believe in Omos. <laughs> <laughs> I respect, from there. <laughs> I respect it. Hey, yeah. look, my question would be, so what do you want to talk about? And then just let, let's see what True. he wants to talk about. I'd, I'd probably ask him about like that Brandy Rhodes promo, actually. I love Brandy oh, Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which one, the Jay Cargo one? Yeah, yeah, over oh, Mike yeah. Knight. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. So I'd probably ask one him about that. best ever. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy's question is kind of like the, uh, like by asking what do you want, what do you, what do you want to talk about is basically like the, uh, you were granted three wishes and you're like, I want a thousand wishes is my first wish. Yeah, just <laughs> open smart, it up. Though. Yeah. yeah. Just open it up. See what he has to say off of Good. that. And That's then great. go from there. Jensen, when we land the Cody Rhodes interview and we're going to land this, I'm going to will it into existence. I'm going to open the first, you're not going to be able to speak. Cause you're just going to be like, I don't know. You're not going to be able to speak. So I'm going to have to do all the talking anyway. That's going to be my first question to him. Uh, Malcolm, our, the last question we ask everybody here, uh, you were not here when we started doing this, this bit. So this is actually, I know right. you said that like, you're kind of in an empty apartment right now, but hopefully you got something laying around the coolest thing in your room. Coolest thing in my room. Um, oh, I actually have it right here. I'm so glad this is actually close by me. So I had this wrestling shirt. I got signed by a bunch of wrestlers when I was 13. Well, I got it when I was 13 and it's continued to pile up. Oh, so I was signed by like pretty much everyone in the world. Uh, we got Booker T somewhere on here, Matt Hardy somewhere on here, Leo Rush is somewhere on here for some odd reason. Coco Beware decided to sign the back of it. Um, <laughs> I want to say that's I don't know, Matt Cardona, I guess. I don't know. We got Santino right there. You know, it's a lot of people, man. I even got a Zach Ryder autograph, so Cardona and Ryder have signed this. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of this just because like it just shows how much I love wrestling and how much money I'm willing to spend to travel to go to random events and random signings. Um, I love pro wrestling. I love influencer boxing. And most importantly, I love myself. And that's why I will be successful. That's our rules. Yeah, that's I awesome. very much respect that. Yeah. That's, that's thank very you. cool. Thank you. Thank you. Malcolm, thank you for joining us here tonight. Let everybody know uh, where they can find you at. For sure, man. I mean, it's right here. Malcolm Muscle. You can follow me everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube um follow my only fans i don't have one but you know, we'll see money's there 
Um, honestly, I'm just a guy that likes to interview wrestlers, and luckily these wrestlers like to be interviewed by me. Um, I just like to ask fun questions. I'm an unserious guy, but I ask serious questions. So if you want to see some really serious interviews with a lot of smiles going through it, follow me. Malcolm Muscle everywhere. Muscle Man Malcolm everywhere. If you want to see me wrestle in 2024, you got to follow me. Malcolm Muscle everywhere. And I'm praying on Sean's downfall. <laughs> I appreciate you, Malcolm. As someone who goes through all of these interviews and stuff. I listen to a lot of interviews in during my day. And anytime I listen to yours, whether they're, you know, the three minute ones or the 30 minute ones, I know I'm getting at least like two or three articles out of it. Even the three minute interviews, like the Nyla one, I know I got like two things out of that. Uh, the, the Jeff Hardy one, which is relatively short. There was like three clips out of that. Like anything you do, like I can typically get something out of. So you ask good questions, you create good content. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, all the all the links are below that you can follow Malcolm on. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, we'll see if we see him in a wrestling ring uh, in the in the near future. You know, we shall see. We shall see. Malcolm, thank you, thank you again, man. We appreciate it, guys. We'll be right back here on the spotlight. We are back. Thank you to Muscle Man Malcolm for joining us in the Creator Spotlight. Look, Jensen's here. Jensen's around to wrap things up. I am. I stayed. I'm still here. I'm actually about to go. Um, wait on my, my brother to get here. I'm going to go drink some Bloody Marys this afternoon. I don't have to work the rest of the day. going to kick back and relax. So I'm pretty happy about the rest of the day. What do you got going on the rest of the day today? Do you hear me? Working. Um, wrestling keeping, stories. Keeping an eye on the wrestling news. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. Well, um that's that's about it i got i got some my hair's a mess i was i was literally like doing house projects during that interview like we're, we're moving stuff around to to uh work on our our living room so that's that's what what i'm doing that's what i do while these interviews run i do i do more work nice i um I, for anybody out there that oh, oh wow sean's what? here wow what what time this is actually perfect the he's probably wondering why this is a three-hour podcast yes. what's up sean Three plus hour podcast. Yeah. The top indie coverage guy, arguably in the game, Steven Jensen. I received zero inquiries <laughs> to appear on this three plus hour show as I I had the most talked about indie news of the last month. That's facts. It, it, That's that facts. is a fact. Yeah. That is a that fact. Is, yeah. There's some rumblings about that at GCW as well, Sean. Um, now, yeah. now, now, granted, Lee Murray is not famous for being a UFC fighter. He is famous for <laughs> robbing Robin banks. Yeah. You could say he's one of the most talked about UFC fighters ever. But right now, I'm one of the most talked about indie wrestlers in the world. Well, this is perfect, Sean, because normally I'm working my shoot job right now, but I have the day off. So we're here a little long. That's why the show is so long. Since you are here, what's going on, man? I mean, how's it feel being the talk of the town? You do have everybody talking about you, whether for good or for bad. Um, everyone has opinions of you wrestling shots with McKenzie at Black Label Pro. Shout out to Mikey Blanton for putting that together, the madman. So uh, yeah, Sean, how, how how's the 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 reaction been on your? I truly dreaded it. Yeah. And Shaza said I really didn't expect everybody to flip out that much, and I said, oh, I expected it to be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually way less than I expected. <laughs> is, is it is it mainly people 
like the people that are hating on this is it mainly people that like don't realize that you're trained and that you've done this before and and to be fair like it's been so long since i've wrestled that when i've gotten back in the ring i do i don't feel like i'm trained anymore that's how long it's been like i i sincerely like out of the brother i'm working with shaza thing like it's been a long long time so like footwork and everything like that is just something that i've got to get back but i did get a couple of brother i'm working messages over the weekend oh, and good. a couple of my bads which was very <laughs> nice from people that i respect but yeah you know uh, i got approached to do this um like in april or no it's march it's march that wow, i got it's been approach. a while yeah it yeah. was supposed to be i mean i don't know how much I, i'm allowed to say you can say whatever you want i don't okay. care me and chaz are gonna do a uh do a uh full-on podcast about it that she doesn't even know about uh, <laughs> after does she know about this media call that she also has to do in the next couple of weeks no not yet she's okay. sick right now i'm not gonna drop that on her okay all right. Yeah, we're doing a media call on in the weeds at some point. Um <laughs> but you you guys were gonna do the match at like October, November originally, right? No, I was I was told December originally. Oh, well, okay. okay. I was approached in the spring and I was asked what would it take for you to do another match? Now, Jeremy knows that I've been approached by a few people to do matches and stuff in the past. I would say probably about Outside of the GCW thing, about 10 times I've been reached out for a match and stuff like that. However, I don't know if they were familiar with what I could and couldn't do. And I think that a lot of those were just looking to get the publicity from Fightful and didn't want to do the charitable aspects that I wanted to do. However, with Mikey and Tyler, I knew that that wasn't something I, I would need to worry about. Like if I don't run a single article on Fightful about it, they're completely fine with it because I don't want to give anybody preferential treatment in that regard. But it was posed to me like, what would it take for you to do a match? <laughs> I was like, well, it would have to be fun. Like, I'm not going to get in there and try to have a Matt classic <laughs> my first time. It would have to be somebody I trust. It would have to be quite a ways away so I could at least try to get in shape. And I had to get cleared physically because I wasn't, I hadn't been cleared in forever and I had some spinal issues. And then <laughs> I think it was the next day it was Shaza that was like, Hey, we work in December. And I was like, were you kidding me? <laughs> was it, was it always like only her? Was she like the only option as far yeah. as like who you wrestle? Yeah. Like I I've talked to Allie Albright about doing a match with her, but like what I don't want to do, I don't want to do like an Andy Kaufman thing. Like I don't want to do that. And I don't know if I'll ever want to do like a wrestling match again after this. Like if it's a complete trash fire, I don't think I'd want to do something like that. But there there have been times like I've talked with Akira of all people about like doing some stuff here and there, not like a death match or anything, but <laughs> yeah, he came and trained with my catch wrestling coach in Kentucky in the past. So that's something that always stood out to me, but I'd love to do something that's more ground based, but also I'm very, very aware that people that don't like me would also see that. And they, they, let's be real. There's going to be a lot of hate watching of this show. There's going to be a lot of really <clears throat> weird stuff. There's going to be like clips broken down and all that shit yeah. that I'm not looking forward to. Uh, but 
if you took all that out of the equation, I would be very, very excited to be doing this. If like the online component of it was completely removed, I would be very, very excited to be doing this match and to be preparing for it, honestly, because uh, it's helped me. I, I, I almost died a year ago from COVID. So I'm very glad that, <laughs> that I'm, I can even do this. And that was something that I kind of put out there to myself. I was like, you know what? I probably wouldn't have been around if somebody wasn't here with me a couple of those nights. So I want to wrestle next year at some point, even if it was under a mask or something like that. And nobody knew who I was, but yeah, if I'm not looking forward to the reaction, but I'm looking forward to doing it. Yeah, that's all. I am. Uh, I actually met Allie Albright at GCW this past weekend. That was I was I was going to tell you to to go say hi to her and her sister. Yeah, I met them. Uh, right, actually, on my way out of the, out of center stage, they were right there as I was leaving. So it was great. I got to meet them. Very very nice, both of them. Um, and also, were you impressed? To- were you impressed that like that Brogan Finley was so disgusted by me joining indie wrestling that he left indie wrestling. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the timing is kind of coincidental. Um, and also, I dressed up as a Samoan man and attacked him. I saw that. You were humongous in person. I, you know, I've, I've, I've met you at Jeremy's wedding, but you were much larger this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was... <laughs> yeah, Brogan. Brogan, uh, I saw... it was, it was That was funny, because I saw you guys going back and forth a little bit. Now, I've got like, a lot of really good friends, like mutual friends of his like that are indie wrestlers, and I was like, Definitely don't want, don't want to get in between the two of you guys with this, but like, um, but like you know, Atlanta loves Brogan. He got a he got a great you know exit from GCW that night. Outside of getting attacked by you dressed as a Samoan, so yes, like I mean, I really like Brogan's work and stuff. I think he's going to do great in WWE, but like I I fully expected. Are you allowed yeah. to say what you just said? What <laughs> is that like official official? He's going. Yeah, he's yeah, going. I, I didn't know like how like official that was that he was that's where he was going. I, I mean, he like, told me that I knew before he did. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. I, I didn't know going. I didn't I didn't know how like uh, everybody knows he's going. going. Yeah, a bunch of WWE wrestlers have told me that he was going. Fit Finley was telling everybody. Yeah, he was at oh. Action Wrestling like when he announced that he was leaving Action a couple weeks ago and stuff. Like Yeah, he's going. Um and I mean, honestly, a lot of people that didn't end up. I don't think Maddie got picked up. I don't know if Richard got picked up, but like that was that was a good tryout class that they they had there. But yeah, there. I mean, you know, I fully expect some people to be like, ah, you know what, you shouldn't be doing this. But you know, I've had I've had some really nice some people who I don't want to mention that reached out to me because people be like, oh, they're your source, brother. But uh, like a lot of people, especially veterans in wrestling that gave me some really good advice and uh we're like this is entertainment that's what the whole thing is you're selling tickets you're moving pay-per-views you're raising money that's it when it's also like do people i mean it's going to be good exposure for black global pro because so many people are talking about this that might not even know about blp going into this which is cool and also people need to be familiar with what blp is because this isn't like out of the ordinary for like the book something wacky like when i found out about that company years ago it was i think the first show i ever saw of theirs they had booked like the faces of fear in a tag team match and i was like exactly i'm in you know what i mean like like pco really people forget i think it was pco versus ethan page i think happened in, in blp before the pco and uh yeah. walter match everyone talks about but like mikey deserves a lot of credit for like booking pco and like other people weren't and that like led to his 
big uprise and everything where he's at now. So like BLP will book wacky stuff. It isn't. And plus it'll have so many matches on these shows anyways, that like what's one, yeah, you're match? one of 18 matches. Right, like right. You're, you're, it's really not that important. That's so that was a, a big <laughs> topic of conversation. <laughs> like if you remember, uh, Alfred, uh, dipshit Kanawa got some heat. Cause he was like, Oh, Sean took somebody's spot on a BLP show. And I think it was, I think it was Ethan Page that messaged me. He was like, nobody has ever had a spot taken yeah. from them on a BLP show. <laughs> That's like he's the like, last place anybody's taken spots. They create spots to just. He's like, people. if it wasn't an 18 match show, it would simply be a 17 match show. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and he was like, because I remember I was, they let me backstage to do interviews uh, before the pandemic. And I remember Tyler went up to Ethan Page and he goes, you went over time and he goes, I got an idea. How about you do less than two dozen matches? <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler just looked at him and he goes, good point. <laughs> BLP is, I always pop when I do the results. It's like, oh yeah, here's, they run like two days as well, or, you know, oh, two yeah. shows yeah. in a day and stuff just to fit all of these people. But no, and Sean, I, I, I like the environment there too. Like I like the people, yeah. all that. I, I enjoy going there and doing interviews. They don't expect, preferential coverage i've had some companies that have kind of complained uh, like hey we want additional coverage listen if i do interviews at your thing or an interview in conjunction with your thing obviously we're going to talk about your show and all that stuff otherwise you're probably going to get the basic plug and all that stuff but obviously like if i'm backstage at, at billy stark's fright night and blp i'm gonna say here we are at billy stark's fright night stuff like that like they're gonna get that type of thing but um yeah, it's one of those things I've wanted to do, and it's going to be a, a silly bullshit match is what it's going to be. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm going to be doing <laughs> doing Josh Barnett-style catch wrestling in this Oh, match. I'm going to – I'm looking – I mean, you say no preferential treatment. You don't want to cover it. However, look, I wrote four different headlines for the one spot with Denise Salcedo. I was yeah. changing that headline like every five hours, and I'm going to do the <laughs> I, same thing on this. I saw somebody say – why is it he's always wrestling women? I'm like, listen, I have had probably 40. This would be like 40, 45 matches ever. This is the first one ever where I've been advertised against a woman ever, ever. I've never done a wrestling. Well, there was, there was one where I worked under a mask and somebody, a woman had to fill in against me and it was a squash and I got beat, but nobody knew it was me. Uh, but other than that, like I've never done a wrestling move to a woman. Like it's not, it's not a thing that happens so i don't want to make that like a gimmick or anything either and i was able to get some sponsors lined up that are going to donate to nami the national alliance uh of mental illness because i saw uh some more dipshit saying how how can you donate hot dogs to nami well actually you can they do cookouts and shit so uh please go ahead and donate those as well but uh we've got quite a few sponsors lined up and i'm going to make a sizable donation myself but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to do it, and I'll probably just stay off of social media that day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stay off of social media that day. Listen, after I show my ass, maybe maybe literally on <laughs> yeah. November. No, 25th. kids are gonna be in the crowd. Nobody needs to see that. No, no, Potentially no, 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 my not kids in the crowd. Not that day. Okay. I'm talking about the week before. Oh my gosh! Oh, the, I don't even want to know what you have planned the semi-main event that's happening in Chicago, uh, Survivor Series, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, your reputation's on the line with that. Yeah, my legacy is yeah. on the line. <laughs> my, uh, the six remaining years on my contract on the line at Survivor. We gotta, we gotta do, we gotta do uh, a a video package. We we couldn't put it on YouTube because Eminem's people would go after us. But use the Eminem legacy song of you like logging on to see if Punk like saw, joined WWE at Survivor Series and all the legacy comments and everything. We could put together a great video package off uh, of this if Punk doesn't show up. <laughs> just like punk doesn't survivor series ends and there's you just like fist pumping like i told you guys doing, i'm gonna doing be, the I'm gonna be flying back from north <laughs> yeah. carolina i'm gonna be flying back from north carolina like as survivor series starts and i'll land at like 10 <laughs> obviously if punk were to show up he's rolling in at like 10 57 yeah there's so that'll be very interesting i'll we be in this. a hotel room in cincinnati <laughs> watching this unfold Oh we can we can 100 pull off this video if punk doesn't show up i like this if srs is wrong about punk to wwe jimmy van will force him <laughs> to live at that one house he offered to buy the house of horrors which i wish now we would have sarcastically bought because it all just without touching it it would have been more double compared to what it was then like with the, the housing boom oh my god oh my god but yeah uh, i'm planning on doing um me and Denise did a podcast after GCW because it's it's very important to me in situations like that because I fully understand where people are like, you're in media, journalist, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, I, I completely get that. Like, you won't ever hear me say, oh, you don't have the right to either make fun of this or, or have concerns over that. You absolutely have the reason and right to be concerned over that and all that stuff. And all you can really do is take me at my word because – I get to decide what the hell I do and what flies here at Fightful. But um, I want to be as transparent about it as possible. Like, obviously, me and Shaza don't hate each other. I, she's a friend K-fabe, of mine. brother. Kayfabe. Come yeah. on. We're, I'm raising some money for a charity. I'm hoping she can increase her OnlyFans subscriptions, <laughs> the like. Um, listen, how? I'm just saying, how good was that opening tweet? I said, I'm going to get off the couch cold. And show Shaza McKenzie I can do the thing that she does every day better than her. And after I'm done taking pictures of my ass, I'm going to beat her in a wrestling match. Oh, good stuff. I've still got it. The media call is, I don't know when, but don't don't kayfabe this stuff on the media call. We want full, you know, burial mode. Did you watch? I, oh, I'm, I'm going to be full kayfabe mode in the, in the okay. media call. Okay. Uh, we could try to set up a match with you and Muscle Man Malcolm. He was burying you. Oh, he in was our really interview. burying you. I'm sure, he yeah. was. He, he, he said he hoped you break your leg in this match in like 13 different places. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet. Listen, he'd come out with Boozer six 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 ringside with him. <laughs> he was burying everybody. Malcolm he, was. You were so kind putting him over after Jensen sent the sent the tweet that we did the interview. You're like Malcolm's doing great things. I was like, not after you listen to this interview, you won't think that he's shooting on everybody. Oh boy. Yeah, he was fun to have on there. We'll Good brawl guy. out parody press conference. We can maybe do something like that. We'll figure. Yeah, something that'd out. be fun. Yeah. Oh, there were there were so many skits and segments that I had planned for. The oh yeah, you talked about those on in the weeds. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to go into more detail. I, mean, I still got some planned. It's just a matter of if they, if they happen. Um, 
I had a great one with violence is forever plan and they were down for it where I would go train with them and the clock would show like 10 AM and they would be like, well, let's see what you got. And I'd show, do this like really terrible, these terrible strikes. And they'd be like, we've got some work to do. And we would do a full montage of where I could actually develop my technique and I'd be fighting kids and the clock would just switch to like 10.01. So they had spent <laughs> one minute training me. Oh, man. That would have been awesome. I love those guys. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. We're scheduled to potentially have them soon. Both of Together, them. Together, yeah. So we will talk about this training vignette that was flying. Yeah. Me, me and Dom had been, we, we were hopeful about it, but I, I don't know if he's going to be anywhere near here. But yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well, maybe we can have him cut a promo or something to, to hype this thing. Up. Yeah. All right, Sean. Way, way too long of a show. This is what Jensen happened. This is what happens when Jensen doesn't have a job to go to. He just, yeah, I know. Let's talk wrestling all day. Well, this, wrestling also, this also a good show to go like super long because we're going to restart early next week, like early, early. So my well, training uh, session got canceled today and I am relieved. Oh, I am so nice. goddamn sore. Can we just like all take the? I mean, not everybody, but me and you, Sean, just take the rest of the day off. Let's uh, let's go play some Jesus yeah. golf or something. Is I would love to play Jesus golf. It's closed for the year, but oh. next year you're coming down for Jesus golf. It's What's happening. Jesus golf? Oh, oh yeah, I had to. Sean. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this. I assume they're coming to close to Cincinnati as well. Hootie and the Blowfish coming soon. Collective Soul. Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow. Yeah, really to where? Uh, they're coming near, near us, near us. I, I don't like to give, give out. Okay, it was the same place that, now. uh, same Jensen, place that, Oh, they're coming to Riverbend June 7th. Next I figured year. they were, they're oh, coming yeah. here August 15th. So. Jensen, uh, Jesus golf is something that, uh, my IRL best friend had been telling me I needed to do for years in Lexington. It's at the Lexington ice center, which actually has hosted impact wrestling events. Okay. Did a bunch of interviews there and next, like, in conjunction with it, there is a Bible-themed mini golf course. Fifty-six oh. holes. <laughs> it, it has like there's Old <laughs> Testament, New Testament, and miracles. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! That sounds like a lot of fun. And let me tell you, as is appropriate, the Old Testament has some demented shit in it. Man, that sounds fun, especially being Jewish and all. I think I have a blast at that mini golf course. <laughs> he golfed through an ark. Yeah, <laughs> the Red That's Sea, funny. all of it, all of it. There are like little uh, toads and stuff where people got turned into toads. I don't know if that's like a Harry Potter Bible reference or what what that is, but oh it's my like god, plagues, right? Like people turning into frogs and stuff. It was that's, that's great. It's phenomenal. It's really really fun. Fifty six holes. Do you only play that course? I I can't remember the last time I played mini golf. Like to begin with. Oh my god! I'm a big mini golf guy. As oh really? Oh, go ahead. Do the do the spiel where you bury the wife for being the worst mini golf player of all time. We've heard this promo before. You got to get in with your like the Judgment Day. You run raw. We get it. Listen, (laughs) listen. Yeah, she's bad. She's bad, dude. Got the hole in one. Only person to get the hole in one. Defend my. Oh, oh, here you go. So, are you ready to try out Mount Sinai or maybe Jonah and the Whale? If you think you are, you need to come to play best or come play the best miniature golf course in Kentucky. We've been featured by the Billy Graham Foundation. Look at that, a pro wrestling connection already. 
Is Travel it legit channels. that Billy Graham found that there's like a million Billy Graham? <laughs> <laughs> Travel Superstar. Channel's top 10 most unique miniature golf courses in CBS Sunday Morning Edition. Our miniature golf con- uh, consists of 30 or <laughs> three courses, 18 holes at each, and 54 holes total. I'm so excited I'm getting ahead of myself reading. <laughs> it says each course is beautifully landscaped with trees and flowers. Uh, that is not true. They are barely <laughs> landscaped. Uh, and streams run through all three courses. That is true, unless it's been dry for the last three weeks and it's it's a drought. Each hole is represented by a bi- biblical verse that explains where the idea from each hole came from. We have a brochure along with a map of the course to tell you about the hole and the verse. I'm going to take a screenshot of one of these holes. Boy, I never thought I'd have to say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Just to show. Got to see these holes. Let's see here. And the answer to your question is yes, Jeremy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. I was a little worried. Look Look at that. That That looks fun. It is a blast. Oh, I'm so excited for this. That's a real picture or something. That looks like Minecraft or something. It does. Yep, look like it's that. real. Yeah. I've golfed through that no no less than a dozen times in my life. Wow. What are your thoughts on this picture, Sean? Um, you know what? Um, okay, <laughs> okay. I like his hat. We went down a rabbit hole of learning that Billy Corgan dated Jessica Simpson for like a month. Oh, I had no I idea why you put Jessica that. Simpson on the screen. <laughs> that's that's why we, we we went down this rabbit hole yesterday it's an amazing photo all right let's wrap this show up dude bye like anything bye sean see you tomorrow yeah, see you sean <laughs> um yeah i think it's the plug um i mean how much time you got jeremy um <laughs> my brother's been like waiting for me at like, this festival probably for like a half hour to get these bloody marys um i uh <laughs> follow me on x Fight talk take, underscore. Take and X and follow Steven Jensen. There you go. And then um, you will you will try. look like this on X following Steven Jensen. There you go. There you go. Um and uh yeah, follow and subscribe to fightfulselect.com and listen to the weekender podcast and check out all the news and stuff over there. And uh yeah, we have articles like coming it. from uh the Gringo Loco and Mo's interviews. Oh, should have thank you. There. Yeah, so my GCW interviews from this past weekend, check out the stuff from that on the Fightful channels and platforms. And then also reminder to everybody, starting next week, um, the show is 8:30 in the morning, 8:30 a.m. Eastern time instead of 9:30 going forward because of my new work schedule. So we appreciate everyone. It was fun doing like a super long episode today because like maybe some new people came across the show that haven't seen us before at kind of a different time for a super long show with Sean popping in and stuff. So if you see this and you like waking up early and listening to people talk about wrestling and interview wrestlers and promoters and other fans and YouTubers and stuff like 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on this channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. And if there's any other changes to the schedule, we'll always let you guys know. We always appreciate everybody too who watches on demand, like who watches after the war, after the fact that isn't in the chat and stuff. Whenever you watch, very much appreciate it. I've said it a thousand times because of my shoe job and all stuff going on with me professionally. Like one thing I always keep in mind is this show. I really love doing this show. I love being a part of Fightful. I love getting to go to shows like GCW. 
I love being a part of this team. And I love that y'all are being flexible about our shows, hours changing, so we can keep doing this for y'all. So, um, so yes, that's everything I've got today. Thank you all. I've got nothing to plug. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining us. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.